Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. PDA, man. What a show. What a damn show. Good morning, people. Happy Friday, the 20th of October. Welcome to TDA The Day After, your favourite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And I am one of your lovely, lovely hosts today, ready and ready to go. Uh, Maya Royalty, Shade Queen. And they call me Iman, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst. And of course, the melanin is jam-packed. Love that, always. But I feel like you've ruined my smiles, man. Every time I smile now... I'm going to feel my skin so shiny because I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but disclaimer there, because I have seen people try to throw shade here and there. My skin is just glowing. My skin glows like this because I mind my business. I drink water. Drink water and mind my business. That's right. And no one's taking, no one's son is taking me for idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. It's the, it's the joy of the Lord. <laughs> That's on my face. Invented that. But how's everyone doing today? All good. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Love yeah. it. Yes. How are you? I love a weekend. I love a like. I love a, as an adult. Yeah, I just love a weekend. And when I have plans on a weekend, I just think, ah, oh, gosh, I hate you have to put me in this position. This I hate to put me in a position, so you know. This weekend is gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Gina, Gina, Gina. I've got time for Gina this Gina. weekend. Gina. Going at the final tickets. Okay, sis, gonna sell out today. Gina, she's gonna sell out by afternoon. So mm-hmm. if you need, to, if you want to come on Sunday, which you do want to come on Sunday, go and get a ticket. Gina. All right, is everything alright there? Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um. Also, big big love and light and positive vibes and everything to everybody in Nigeria. So today is the anniversary of the massacre. I'm going to call it because yeah. that's really what it was. Um, the massacre that happened as a result of the NSARS protests. So. Yeah, man. Rest Love to peace, everybody. Man. Rest in peace to everybody. And I hope people that still don't know where their loved ones are, still mm. haven't heard from them, don't have a clue, don't have closure on that. I hope that they can feel some kind of peace and support. Amen to that. Amen. So, Brent, we took a trip yesterday. Yeah, we did. Where did we go? We went to... Nigeria. We did. Lagos. We went to Lagos. Ah. Dead in December in October. <laughs> <laughs> We did. So we went to um, Ennish in Covent Garden. Big up okay, Ennish as well. Okay. It's a new... That's um, a new one, isn't it? It's a new one, mm-hmm. yeah. So they've got one on Oxford Street. I've been to that one. It's very nice. Mm. Um, And went to the Covent Garden one yesterday. Sick. 
it is Lagos. I felt mm. like I was in Lagos. So the Oxford Street one is a restaurant. This okay. is a restaurant too because it's got the full menu and mm. plus more actually. Okay. But it's got like a nightlife vibe. Uh huh. Okay. It's like it's the red lights, pink, purple, all the lights around. It's like even got like li- um, island bar, mm. like neon lights. It's not, yeah, it's literally giving Jetty December vibe. Because you know, okay. the clubs in Nigeria, mm-hmm. they be serving hot food there. You could be clubbing, yeah. <laughs> you could be twerking one second in hot wings and suya in the, ne- the next second. That, that's literally what the club So It literally gives that vibe anyway. Oh, sweet. But it was nice. Obviously, it had Covent Garden prices. Mm. So I'm like, the one, the local one, huh? So really, the, the prices are different. The prices are different and the portions are different. The prices is higher and the portions are smaller. Ah, why, these people? Because I feel like they're in Covent Garden. But it was nice vibe. They had like live performances and okay. all sorts as well. Sick, sick. Interesting. Mm. Those were interesting. I'm going to be unfair. It was... It was Excuse just, me? Man. Sorry? It was, just, it was just loud. I didn't expect it to be... I didn't expect right. it to be loud. I don't like loudness when I'm eating. Yeah. You have to sort out the mic volume, isn't it? No, but like... I, the, yeah, it was like a... It's loud music. It's like they've got a live DJ. Because mm. they had a stage. They had a stage. In How the, big is this venue? Bro, it's long. Seriously? It's like from when you walk in, it's one of those venues that look like it's like it's narrow. Okay. But it kind of widens up a little bit. Not that wide mm. inside, but, but it's mm. long. Okay. And there's a whole stage. I told you that and there's a massive screen, but to be fair, all the energies have a massive screen. Mm-hmm. Where they where they show like different venues and yeah. like all the different venues around the world and people they've hosted all that kind of stuff in anyway. it. But it was a club. Mm. It looked like truth, as in ghosts. Oh, serious? Truth. It did. <laughs> we were just selling jellyfish and stuff in there. It didn't. But it, it did. But they, they it tend didn't. to change. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when ghosts stood on the balcony? Yeah. That was the balcony that boy was singing off. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <Say> no. <laughs> Brennan and I clearly had different experiences. So the guy, the guy did a live performance from the balcony. There's three of them. There was okay. a girl and there was two guys. Okay. I feel like the middle guy was the best one. The one whose mum was there and she was dancing as well. Out right. of all of them, he was the best one. Okay. It was only a balcony because it had like a, a fence thing. Yeah. Okay. If it wasn't a fence, it would just be a stage. That's what, in a restaurant though. Yeah. Don't you hear that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. A, a stage in a restaurant is wild. It's given high table. To be fair, there's a stage in the Ilford one. I've been there. Yeah, there's a stage there, you know. You That's where the guy mocked door. me for wanting tea. <laughs> <laughs> he was letting like, me fucking for real. <laughs> it's an inconspicuous stage, though. As soon as you come in, on the left. On the left. Okay. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, but I, I didn't like the music aspect. I guess if you want, if you want like a late evening, if you actually want a vibe, that is mm. the place to go. Okay. But we went there... Because of where we couldn't get before. Mm. And I just wanted silence. <laughs> I wanted silence. I wanted to eat my food in silence mm-hmm. and just with yeah, my I friend. Wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk. Shouting. We had to shout at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool, man. I don't see people that were performing as well. Did you mm-hmm. enjoy the performances, Brad? Yeah. Wanna... Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's good. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. That's... <laughs> It wasn't this, it was just love music. What? A couple of them, that's nice, man. Was it like a performance night or was it like a. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Was it Was there like an MC? Yes, there was a host as well. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, big up Ennish, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
laughing so hard. I don't know, you know, because I might like that particular format in a bigger place. Oh, mm. But it was so it wasn't small, but it was, it was narrow. Mm. It was so narrow. It, it felt like we walked into a hall, right? Yeah. In the first place. I'm like, okay. And then... <laughs> didn't expect it. Oh, but yeah, there was MC program. Sorry? Full program. Next was up is such and such. And then they, they had a little interview afterwards. Yeah. So I don't know. Food and entertainment. <laughs> yeah, like, who the interview? Performers. <laughs> performers. It was basically like a talent show. Yeah. Okay. 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 I mean, I want Bread for was a karaoke. <laughs> yeah. But there was an artist there that plagiarized a few artist songs. Okay. And then so. when he talked about his favorite artist, he didn't say the people that he played right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, you might want to shout out Lil Kesh because I heard his verse in your music. <laughs> but basically, it was, it was kind of like that. So the two MCs were there and then they introduced the person and the person comes and does their music. Mm. Then they asked them, you know, what's it called? Like, what's your socials? Who's yeah. follow you? Have you got anything up, like coming out? Da, da, da. But I, I personally felt like it was a bit much okay. for when I'm trying to eat my amala and such. Okay. It just felt like it was mm. just a bit. I hear you. I hear you. Because then they also because basically they also want you to interact. Yeah. I can't woo you, you, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yay when I'm eating pepper. Yeah. I kind of yeah. in an ambulance. It's not gonna work. Sure. So there was that, I and mean, one of the guys wanted people to stand up and dance as well. Of course, I was. How, do, how that. does this work? His mum did though. Big up auntie. She was. She was the vibe. But she came there for him. She did. She and the family came there for him. To be fair, he shouted her out as well. Mm. That's how much. Talking time they give them after the performance. <laughs> it was interesting. It was it was cool. So mm. big up Ellis for putting young talents on, 100%, on board. Man. They, 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 they did well. well. Yeah, they did well. So Brent, let's get into the food. Yes, mm. exactly. So when we got there, mm-hmm. I was just hungry. Like I was dry because I was hoping we were going anyway. They were gonna have some food because yes. I hadn't eaten all day, and I said I'm about to pass out. Mm. So obviously, as soon as that, like, I said, "Oh, let's go to Ellis," because I said, "You want blah blah." So Brent decided to give me the task mm-hmm. of what to order. Okay. I didn't know this is what was going to happen. I didn't know because we're in an uh, African restaurant. Mm. What's it, African? No, Nigerian restaurant, sorry. Mm-hmm. This was the vibe. Yeah. So I said, okay. So I said, what, I'm, what I came here for, what I'm craving is fried rice. Mm. He was like, I'm going to get jollof rice, but he wanted to try more things. So he's like, okay. I want to try traditional. Mm-hmm. So I, but then he started by saying he didn't want anything heavy. Okay. So I'm, and I'm like, oh, wait, rice then, wait, bro. Wait, mm. wait, wait. You said that. When? Before you went into, you want to try traditional food. I, I I didn't, but sorry, I don't mind this for this entertainment piece. We're not Go doing on. this today. What, what <laughs> we're right. not going to do what is this. It, this heavy. I don't know. So when you said that, because when you said you don't want something um, heavy, my mind straight away went to like pounded jam and stuff like that. You you're not gonna like that. That sounds okay. Well, maybe it's a, the the thin. Maybe what I said. Mm. That's what you heard. But I would never say I don't want. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So you don't know that. We see that as um, heavy state. food. Yeah, yeah. So for us, if you tell a Nigerian you don't want heavy food, yeah. that's bit, that's the solids. That's the eba, the amala, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah. Anyway. But yeah. anyway, we had the solids. So yeah, so what we got, we got um, Eforiro, which mm. is spinach, mm-hmm. and pounded jam, and he wanted assorted meat. He wanted to eat the tripe that was on the, state, okay. on the screen yesterday. Okay, well done. He well had done. all of that. It's good for him. We've had tripe before, though. Okay. As in, in my country. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So he had a Nigerian one yesterday. Mm. And then I got a bula, it's called. So that's Amala, Ewedu. I said I didn't want anything tough. The tough meat. I don't want any of the tough meat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go. I think the loud music and the performances. Yeah. <laughs> so when he said tough, 
Even though he was right here, yeah. when the word translated to me with the music, it said heart. But okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, so th- so we had the Amala, mm-hmm. and that comes with Ewadu, Beggary, and Stew. And I had beef because I don't do assorted things. And then for the starter, we had the Gizzard and Plantain mm. barbecue wings. Um, <laughs> moi moi. <laughs> and puff off. So I didn't even know they that's do. Yeah, but I okay. didn't know they do um, puff off at any shoes. It's never on the menu, but it was there. Was so I'm going to start asking. I think it might be a secret menu. And I want some of that because the puff off. I was thinking about it on, my, on my drive this morning. Serious. Serious. Because it had like a nice. Was it like a cinnamon? Synonym? Synonym. Cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. So, but basically, it had like a syrup over it. But I think I'm sure I was tasting like salted caramel. Okay. Because it was giving me like Biscoff vibe. Mm. And it had like powdered sugar on it. Okay. It was very nice. We've got videos. Oh, should I have sent you the videos? Um, Cause you can't. You haven't got the TDA thingy on there, have you? And it's clear on mine actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can you email it to me, please? Okay. My email address, though, not the new black one. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you. So um. The puff puff tastes really nice. The puff puff was banging. Mm. Puff puff was nice. Um. How much was the puff puff though? No, it, it was, was complimentary. complimentary. Yeah. Okay. That's why she's saying it's probably a secret menu effect. Yeah. Maybe. They, yeah. Because we spent so much money. Um, I think they give it to us like, ooh, here's a little mm. selection of bones. What's Meljo? Okay. I eat bones. too big. They're still, yeah, Meljo. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was really nice. So, Brent, what was your thoughts on the... All right. <clears throat> so, I, I really wanted to taste Nigeria, right? She yeah. said that this felt like Lagos. So, I wanted to taste Lagos in my mouth. You get me? I even... <laughs> so why is your friend like this? <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> even when the, the waitress came and she stood there, I was First looking all, at her clean face. She's really no pretty girl. No pimple face. Very lovely, beautiful girl. And I was like, girl. this can't be from Nigeria. So I had to ask her, where are you Excuse from? Excuse me? Can you imagine? Go back. Racism. <laughs> Black Because this segment is about she to end. She didn't look Nigerian. First of all, yeah. It's terrible. Nigerian women are very pretty and very 100%. lovely and have beautiful skin. Facts. So you need to close your damn mouth over there. That's what you need to do. I like Dirty that you mouth. did that. <laughs> hey, can you imagine? <laughs> I, like, I like that you did that because what I said, it could have been taken. As no, it was that. I was saying there weren't any people like that in, in Nigeria. I've never been to Nigeria. Yes, it's one you, But you know Nigerians. I've never been to Nigeria. But you know Nigerians. 100%. But I also know West Indians. And she had a face that looked West Indian. So you should have just said that. But I, I did. You didn't, I get, didn't, you didn't, you're I didn't nah. finish. I didn't clarify no, or you, elaborate your, your on my was stupid, done. stupid statement. Yeah, your sentence <laughs> was done. Anyways, right. So imagine I said to this girl, yeah. Mm. Uh, can we get a gizzard and plantain? She's repeating that she's putting in the little <laughs> iPad. talking about gizzard and plantain. I said. Uh-uh. Excuse me? Ma'am? Imposter. Imposter. <laughs> and then that was later on when Brent asked her like, oh, where are you from? I said, mm. no. I said, I'll tell you where she's from. Mm. Not Nigeria. <laughs> because when I said it, it as she corrected me. I said, in a Nigerian establishment. Mm. Big of her, the lovely girl. She's from Jamaica. She's, she's Jamaican. Mm. Uh-huh, so he recognizes sense. his people. Mm. 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 That's good for him. Yes. Anyway, so starter, right? So the puff puff, we know that was nice. The moi moi, because you didn't want moi moi. Only because each time I eat it, it runs through my bottom. And I didn't know <laughs> yeah, when. Yeah, I didn't know when it would hit me. I don't know how long we'd be there. Yes, I was entertainment. <laughs> it was good food. I don't know. But um, oh, it's, I, I love my way. Yeah, so that was nice. Yeah. Do you think that was nice though? Yeah. It was nice. It was very nice and fluffy. Yeah. I do have a criticism about it, but I, I feel like they always make a rounded bit. 
they leave it to steam a bit too much. So you get around, it's a bit So too... it's a bit hard. Oh, oh, hard, okay. Yeah, it's hard. And it always happens. Every energy I go to, I don't know yeah. what the situation is, but let's put that up. Um, gizzard and plantain. Um, the gizzard was too... Hard. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like the ones... Because when I've been to Enish, I've been to the Camberwell. The one I tend to go to if I'm going to go is mm. like the Camberwell one. There's like two in Camberwell. Okay. I go to one of those ones. Mm. I feel like theirs is nicer than that one. Okay. Because it just wasn't very... Why are you laughing? Mm. I'm in the comments. Say, what's someone saying? Who do I need to add this morning? Because I've got time. Then you check and remove that person. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. I've been blocking people as well, so I got time. Ah. Uh, so yeah, the gizzard and plantain. Yeah, the gizzard was too hard. I feel like that could have been a lot. It could have had a different I don't experience. Think, I don't think I'm. I'm ever going to come on here, and everybody just knows that like, I say stuff for entertainment. Okay. There was a time when it is I was on meters after seven. I, I told people, look, I'm aware that they're listeners, right? Yeah. I'm aware that they're probably. Um, tuning into this, looking for a distraction from their norm, right? Their yeah, yeah. Pain, right? So I lean into that heavily. Mm-hmm. And I don't really mind which character, like, anybody wants me to play, just as long yeah, as it, yeah. is, it brings entertainment. Yeah. Because I go all over the gap. <laughs> I go all over the gap. Oh, we know. <laughs> Why are you doing disclaimer? Did someone... No, because I'm, I'm thinking maybe I really did offend with the whole Nigerian comment. And I, I, did, I don't want to do that. Right? Oh, no, I don't think... No, I didn't. You may understand that I was just doing it for stupid reasons. But someone who's just taking me in for the first time. Oh, no, no. Brent is surrounded by a lot of Nigerians. He ain't never called me ugly. Yeah, I mean, that's like, a, I have a, a best friend that's Nigerian. With Emmanuel? No, that's... Don't say he's gone in. What's on here? No, it's like saying that. Oh, you know yeah, how white people say, oh, I've got a black yeah, dog. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so maybe I should up that a bit and say, my last... Sexual lay. Don't do that. No, Usher no, that. no. I was just joking. Lay? You know what? Is, lay? Who the hell says lay? I wonder, that's nice though. Is it? I'm a last sexual lay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, racist people also do that kind of stuff. They do. So, yeah, so. yeah, just, just, just let this go. Let this go. Yeah. All right. Barbecue wings. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I told you, it... You asked me if it is, they just sprayed the barbecue on it. Yeah, because right? I wasn't going to try it. Yeah, yeah, But I think, I think they were nice wings. Yeah, they were nice wings. Yeah. They were, yeah, and nice wings. they were tender, so boom. Yeah, to be fair, it was off the bone. Yeah, but it's yeah. not traditional Nigerian. So it's not. So I didn't really say, all right, this is well done. Anyway. Yeah, because yeah. I've had pepper wings before mm. from the same place we're talking about. And it just felt like, it was just stew. Mm. It just felt like stewed wings and it just wasn't great. Okay, well, the starters, the starters don't be that great, if I'm being honest. But, okay, main. That's the main thing. Mm. The main. So, what did we have? So, you had the pounded jam, efforiro, mm. and assorted meat. Mm. Thoughts? Um, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't like what tasted like <laughs> cartilage. Oh, oh it's okay. sure. <laughs> what, what is that? It's, um, what is it in English? I can't, I don't always call it English, but it's basically, it's like meat. You don't have that meat that's like got a bit of bone in it, but that's chewable bone. Mm. It's cottage. Oh, gristle. No, sorry. I don't know what a gristle is. Oh. It can't be that. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's that chewable bone. I can't remember, what is it called in, I can't remember what it's called. And what, it was a separate part? No, it's like, part you know, you don't like something, you get it with meat. 
Yeah, yeah, but did it come? Oh, yeah. it was yours with the meat or was it like separate? <laughs> no, it was in the in the it was part of the, the assortment. Yeah, part oh, of the spinach. Oh, it's probably um thingy stockfish. Man, like, you talking about stockfish? Fish. It wasn't fish. Can't be stockfish. What was it? What did what, why was what, what did you describe? Assorted meat has fish in it. No, what did no, you describe us first? I said it was cartilage. And then I said, when it is, you said something, I said, oh, gristle? Was it on its own? And it's like just a small piece, right? When you say on its own, you realize, you saw my plate. You saw that the I had the pound of jam. Yes. And then I had the bowl with, with the, the effort. And yeah. And, so, and the meat was in there. Oh, the meat. Oh, the sort of meat was in the spinach as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So that's mm. how, what I'm saying is, how do I describe it? Was it like one of just one of the meats, one of the meat, one of the pieces in the in the spinach? I ate several, so I think it was supposed to be in there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's um fish, it's stockfish, because that's part of it. Because when you say it's sorted, it was no, sorted he, meat. That to be fair, fish. I don't think it was. He, or like, you know, like that. It's the um, that crayfish. Fish should never taste like that. No, oh, you know, you know. I it's like dried it. fish. I know and, what you're talking about, but I think he'll be able to. He would say, "Oh no, it's, it's like that." But I think he's talking about um, oh man. I wish it. I hate it, but I, uh, what is it called? It's like there's no nutrition to it. It's just like yeah, fat. Yeah. It's like fat, right? It, it, if it was fat, it was grisly, like fat, like it was. Somebody. Yeah, else. it's what I'm talking about. But I can't. I can't. Cow foot. Oh, was it cow foot? Have you ever had cow foot? It's possible. That now makes sense. Yeah, it I could think, be. That's cow yeah, foot. I think it's it cow foot. Yeah. That's what I hate it. I've never had comfort in my life, you know. But I guess it could be the gristle on the comfort. I'm consistent. I like feeding my mouth. All right. That had no value <laughs> at all, other than just a, a different texture, texture in my mouth. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Um, and so I'm a big fan of spinach. Okay. So do you like that, that way? Yeah. Yeah. I should have tried some of yours, actually. I've never actually tried the spinach. Yeah. Yeah, should've but I love some. I love that dish. It was that? Yeah, yeah. Did you like mine? Yes. Like Amala, yes. Ewudu, Gregory, yes. and Stu. Yes. Banging. Yeah. Because mm. I, I like their portion. Obviously, when it came, your brain was like, oh, that's a lot. Mm. But trust me, if you see the other energies, the way they serve it, because it's covered garden, like it's a, it's got a nicer presentation. Okay. It's like on a flat, you know those flat, deep plates? Yes. Yeah, yeah do you know what I mean? That's, it's, not, it's not deep. It's yeah, not a bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's flat, but it's just got like that much. Bit to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they spread it across there and then pour the, and that's to be oh, fair, that's like actually how you eat, you eat it back home. Because mm. they always press it yeah, and then put, put the thing, yeah. yeah. But in the other energies, they do like a deep mm -hmm. bowl. It's like a boat. Yeah. And then, so your food is, is just swimming. Mm -hmm. So when I dig in, I don't know. It's like a kinder surprise. I don't know if it's amala or beef going in my mouth. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just know something's going in there mm. kind of thing. So I like the fact that I could actually see okay. the amala itself yeah. and see the meat itself. Mm. And that portion wasn't too much. I've never, ever finished it. When okay. I go to other Enish, like I will literally have a few bites and I'm like, okay, I'm done now. Too much. Mm. And I wouldn't really, yeah, I would just be like, I'm done. And I know that I'm not going to eat when I get back home anyway. So, so you was way. happy with a smaller portion size? For this dish. Because okay, it's cool. so overwhelming. I'm like, I'm like, it's heavy, you know? Because mm, mm. even when they sell it, when they, no, sell it, but when they serve it at people's weddings, yeah. it's this same deep dish. Because yeah, I was yeah. at my cousin's wedding, mm. mom was like, oh, this, the, um, they've got it. First of all, I can't eat it from anywhere because my stomach can also my business. But I was like, I've eaten like why is people eating this this mm. massive portion? Mm -hmm. And that's why we have bellies in our community like that. I'm very <laughs> honest with you. That's why the stomach muscles are weak. Because mm. the portion sizes for swallow is mad. 
So that made that portion was a lot nicer. Okay. And I feel like I taste it just felt it just tasted a lot nicer that one dish. For me. I did tell Esther that I I don't know anybody who mm. would call themselves um um someone who enjoys food. Yeah. And not love this food. Mm. Say it properly. Huh? Which food? Food where it's messy. No, I'm in Mags, that, in Mags is, I want um, to say technology. Nigerian. I'm trying to help you PR. Bloody, you're just in, too fat no, for no, no, today. No, no. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know what you're doing. I, I wanted to I say Nigerian food. Jesus me. So, yeah. So, in my mind, I was thinking, if Mags came here mm-hmm. and he sat down, yes, it would be quote-unquote messy, right? But he would enjoy liquidy, it. Yeah. But there's no way when you, when you put this in your mouth, you're yeah. not going to basically go to heaven. Impossible. But Mags, That's what it's like when you put Nigerian women in your mouth. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're lit. Don't you dare clip that up. <laughs> Don't you Sunday morning. dare. <laughs> Sunday morning, right? When early. I'm in church, lift my holy hands. <laughs> right. All right. We got Nigerian and Nigerian men. Hundred percent. Well, great. <laughs> so what? Did, did you people eat the traditional way, or did you use cutlery? Again, that's yeah. what I missed. This is what I couldn't do because I didn't even wash my hands when I came into the, the establishment. We got toilets. Are you right? Nah, that music, why I had to use a spoon. That music and the performance is definitely messed your brain. That's why I had to use a spoon. <laughs> so, do you remember saying to me that you did not want to use your hand? If you deny that, so I'm going to throw my iPad at your head. But do you I, remember that? Because I, I then went to you. What I've said doesn't negate. I don't understand. Okay, I no, wait, wait, no, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It was. Iman, him saying here yeah, that that's what he missed. Mm. He had even washed his hand when he came into the establishment. He had even. I didn't. What did you just say? You just said that. I you didn't wash my hands. So I couldn't yeah, use said, my hands. That's why I said this oh, He said it didn't. Yeah, he said it didn't. Oh, I thought you yeah. said you even washed it. I was thinking, <laughs> no, ah. Well, you know I didn't. You walked in with me. That's what I was like. Are you right? That's what I was thinking. Oh, you were playing along. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Okay. No, I wasn't playing along. Oh, you didn't catch that? Okay, no, no, no. I was going to call you a liar on, on air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what the hell are we yeah, doing yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, because I said, because I said to him, I said, even at home, I don't use my hands to eat it. Oh, is it? For several reasons. First of all, sometimes some of the ingredients can stain your nails. Okay. I'm manicures are too expensive for me to be doing that. Firstly, mm. furthermore, because our food, some sometimes you wash your hands, mm. we can still smell it in your fingertips. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> He's saying that like that's a good bit. <laughs> so I don't really want to be moving on with my life, doing mm. things, and I'm getting with some effort. <laughs> so. I just rather use a fork. Mm. But when it's amalite, I use a spoon. If it's effort and stuff. Actually, I use I still use a spoon actually. I just feel like it just makes it It's so unusual for me. I never forget, yeah. I shouldn't say this on, on there. Oh, it's too late here. But, <laughs> I remember I was a kid, yeah. Um oh man. Okay, how do I get how do I edit this story a bit? Alright, anyway. Alright, anyway, right? So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically, we had someone staying with us, yeah, when we was a kid, innit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, when I when I think back, obviously she was like, um, I guess, not, not even 30 yet. So it's just basically normal, innit? But you know when you're a kid and you see them as an auntie and uncle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem, like, big, innit? It's so, so funny, that. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, she, she was um, dating this guy, innit? Mm-hmm. Right? And this guy's come to the house mm-hmm. and she's prepared food for him. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this guy eat with cutlery. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a maniac. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen this in my life. So Please, I've, what was he eating, man? 
Um, Please don't say rice. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> it was it was proper like what was it? Like Ebba, it that kind Ebba of stuff. Or yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And I thought, what? Who does this? What type of person is he? <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> you think that you know, you're going to get there. You understand one day. <laughs> and then after that, th- that traumatic experience, right? And I've forgotten about it. Again, I have to big up my guy, Andre. Yeah, yeah big up Andre. <laughs> I think we must have went to somewhere, right? Or maybe we were just chatting. And he was like, oh, he eats with uh, with cutlery. Like, as in, like, Ebba yeah. or like Fufu, because he, he's yeah. gone in. I was like, how why would you do why? that? You know what I'm saying? And I never, I never got it. See, even to this day, I think I might have done it once. And I don't even remember when. But I, a part of me feels like I might have tried this madness. But no, it's lit. Especially, so, so you see when you're eating something like um, okra, a wedu, mm-hmm. like, basically, right, with your hand, you're mm-hmm. limited on the amount of soup you can carry with this, with this, with the swallow. I don't think so, you know. No, but because anyway, right, then what happens is if mm-hmm. you want to get enough soup. Yeah. You start to slurp at the table, and that's just bad table manners. Need it. You start doing <laughs> all of that stuff is unnecessary. But with a spoon, mm-hmm. it's just that, and I look classy doing it. But when you use a spoon, doesn't it like the okra kind of just go over the side of the spoon as well? Nah. So how how like is the quantity good enough though? It's great. That's why that's why it's better to use a spoon than a fork. But do you know a what? fork limits you. See, you, see, you can't use a fork. No way. A fork is like just dipping. I mean, I used to use a fork, but then I found a lit way with a spoon. I said, this is great. A fork is basically like dipping a chip in ketchup. Mm. You don't really get the full mm-hmm. effect. But a spoon, like, because you can have, like, when you say it, the amylase at the tip of the of the yeah. spoon, mm-hmm. right? Some of the soup can fall behind it. Yeah. So when you have, it's like enough to just... Okay, I get you. I get you. I mean... It must, it must be something you have to learn, because... Yeah, it's a skill. I've, I've been doing it for years now. But do you know what I like as well, though? I like, for example, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get the um, the pounded jam, for example? Yeah. And then you, you know, put it into the stew or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you eat. I'm one of those who sometimes takes a bite and then puts the remainder <laughs> okay. back into the... <laughs> no, double dip. <laughs> I can't double dip with the spoon. <laughs> Yeah, you can't double dip. That's just you know what I'm that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I just can't use my hand. I haven't used my hand in years. Serious? Because the thought of it is just sounds it's just messy. I don't. I just don't like stress. I rather just use a cutlery and I'm out of it. I feel weird, you know. Nah. So what? What? Do, like, does the knife play a role as well? Yeah. So the knife comes in mm. when the meat's tough. So that means you use all three. So you use the knife. Yesterday I, I use all three. Typically I don't because sometimes okay. the, the, the meat is not hard. Okay. But yesterday there was one of the pieces I was having an issue with. So I had to <laughs> put the spoon to the side, mm. get a fucking knife. Okay. Then after that, it was a whole thing. I said, oh. mm. but then that's the thing though because even with a fucking knife I can just slice with the meat. Mm. If I'm using my hand, I'm doing all of this. Yep. Now there's stew in my eye. Now it's <laughs> the whole thing. Like it's just yeah, man. Life is different when you use, when you use cutlery. It all just right. works better. You know, um, Pastor Jack in our old church in Manila, Mr. Hampshire. The old white man. The old white man. Yes. So we invited him. He's still over. alive? Yeah, he's still kicking it up. Oh, that's nice. Man. We um, invited him over Sunday um, for uh, a meal, right? And As we... in recent? Nah, nah, nah. Okay, okay. Nah, nah. I was getting excited. Nah, nah, nah. He's a nice man. Why? Just very calm and... <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? Just very calm and... You don't mind, like, too much of your business. You know he's Jamaican. Who? The white man? Yeah. How Why does this sound familiar, though? Because I feel like you've said this yes, to me before. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. He's not even joking. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. 
So basically, yeah. his mother went into labor mm. um, on a trip to Jamaica. Nice. And um, yeah, he's got a Jamaican um, passport. Passport. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so we had roti and curry on that day. Curry. Sorry, goes. sorry, man. Do you think he was the victim of windrush? A victim of windrush. Oh, like he's, they sent him back already. Yeah. Like, can you imagine the white man to make a passport sent back? I mean, is it too early? It's still one of my good. I feel like someone calling about the whole using your hands thing in cutlery. Better behave, my friend. <laughs> can you call back? Because I haven't engaged it yet. Thank you. Yeah, so we, are, we were having uh, routine curry, curry goat, and um, obviously we're tucking in. Mm-hmm. Oh, with your hands? You, that's how you eat roti and okay. curry goat. It, yeah, there's no other way to eat it. There is no knife and fork thing. Give me this a, is what I thought, man. Yeah, but <laughs> give me a... Wait, 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 wait. Put wait, me in front of roti I'll let you know if there's wait, another way. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because... Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> with the meal that I ate yesterday... Yeah. Yeah. In my head, there is no way if I see that for the first time, I'm thinking, let me get my knife and fork mm. or spoon. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So when Emmanuel is saying he thought with the roti and the curry goat, yeah. he thought, yep, you gotta use your knife and fork. How? No, I'm I'm agreeing. That's what I thought with like no, our yeah. foods. He's oh. saying like that foods, yeah. because you said there's no way to use a knife and fork. Yeah. He said no, I thought the same about my food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. he put me at the table, I'll let you know if there's a way. Because <laughs> you be eat fair. your doubles with your your hands. Yeah. I ate that with fork. I ate with fork. Did you put it on the plate? No. Because my mom was talking to me. Explain <laughs> how you ate it. Basically, I got home. My plan was to put this down, go and get changed. Do you mean unwind and whatnot? Right. Mm. My mom was telling me a story. Mm-hmm. It is a story when she hasn't seen me in a while. So yeah. it's a story. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, one second, caller. So I'm just standing there by the microwave. I wanted to warm it. I just thought, today what? I just said, eat it. But I thought she was done for a story. I was done with, I was done with the devils. <laughs> I had I used the fork. So you did that? Yeah. Okay. And I ate all of it. Mm. Slapped. Morning caller. Hello, good morning. My name's Lexi. First time caller. Morning, regular listener. Big up, big up, big up, Lexi. I'm night shift. I've just locked in and I heard... Blasphemy from Esther. I uh, cannot eat with knife and fork. It must be with your hand. It's one of my pet peeves as an African to see people eat our cultured food with their like, with a knife and fork. And my 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 British born children are learning how to eat it properly with their hands and they enjoy it. They love it. I'm from Ghana. They are lapping up tilapia, shito, and bangu <laughs> with their hands. So nice for pork, please. That is blasphemous. That's all I wanted to say. I, I love that for them, but... This is my vibe. <laughs> the the mess is part of the enjoyment. It's part no, of the I, enjoyment. I, trust me, I enjoy the food very well with clean hands. I can't. Even at a wedding, I mean, even at my sister's child, I had to get down my kenke. I couldn't do it with a knife and fork. Sorry. Could not. Not loud. To be fair, you guys are missing the point, though. I use a spoon. Mm. No. You're I used to not cook that you, hard meat. You, no, we need hands, please. Eman, it's mm-hmm. a hands it situation. Is. 
can't. It's blasphemy. Is, is I think he's absolutely blasphemy to eat with knife and forks. So is like, it horrible? It's sad, you know. But, like, but to be fair, yeah, is, is it is it is it difficult for you? Like you know, with like nails done all of them type of things there. I mean, it's part of the eat, and you sort that out after. That's mm-hmm. me. That's just me. I just can't eat it any other way. I refuse. I don't understand it. I was born here, and I learned how to eat Kenke Banku Fusu the only only one way, and that's with my hands. <laughs> I can't do it any other way. And that's how my, te- my, my children are learning as well, same way. That's the most African thing about me when it comes to anything. It's my food. I don't. I don't. I don't mix and match with anything. No British culture in that one. That's strictly African. That's so funny. Sick, sick. I love, love that. Love it. <laughs> love you guys. I right, appreciate you. Take and care. everybody like the video. Yeah. I don't understand the video every time on entry. Please, please, please like the video. Love you guys. Take Thank care. You, Thank you. Have a good day. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Um. I was saying before, I can't remember. I was, I was talking. Oh, yeah. yes, you were. So, um, yeah, yeah, so he was sitting down. We were obviously tucking in and everything. Yeah. And he was there looking at us kind of puzzled. And then daddy was like, uh, is it okay? And then he was like, um, yeah. Um, do that to me cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody started laughing. <laughs> Everybody started laughing. Because he was, he was sincerely asking where, mm. where like, where's the, the cutlery? Like, you guys forgot. They used to eat. You can't start without eating, right? Yeah. Even though he saw us eating, yeah. eating. <laughs> he's like, "It's not that, for me." That's y'all. <laughs> not for me. That is so funny. Uh, so, um, mommy got him a, a knife and a fork, and he like he just he fought it. Mm. He fought not it. fought it. Because <laughs> if you if you see roti, um, and obviously it's thin, mm. yeah. So he has to cut it up and then mix it with the, this that, and next. But he took forever to eat that cat man. Of course, it would. But now yeah. my, even my hands, I feel like I've paid my dues, man. I've, d- I've did that all my life mm. when I was younger. It's just the stress of all this. So I'm just sending the videos individually and I've sent them now. Um, it's just the stress of having to like get up, wash your hands. That's why the whole bowl, bringing a bowl with water and all that. Mm. Excuse me. Hello, everybody. Let's all do what we need to do. But it's, it slaps though. When you use a spoon, it's the way forward. And the length of your nails, does it limit you as to how... Not necessarily. It wouldn't. I think what it is, I've eaten food with my nails before and... Depending on what colour nails I've got, like I've seen it mm. discolour it. Mm-hmm. So now like I've got like a yellow or like curry stain. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't need that. It's just that and also it's like it's a lingering scent. To mm. so if you I wash my hands with like um lemon water anyway. Oh, so I'm like, yeah, so, no, not lemon water. So I've been cooking, mm-hmm. like Nigerian food or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will wash my hands with um lime juice. Lime oh, or oh. lemon juice. That helps take your finger off. I just don't like the stress of it. I just like to eat and go. Like so, yesterday if I'd eaten, then I can just go. I can. I just got up and left the restaurant mm. rather than go and wash my hands and da 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 da. It's just all long. And I'm a German fan. I just feel like there's germs everywhere for me to be peeling all them germs and stuff like that. Next. So yeah, have you got the emails? Nope. Well, did you just send it? Yeah, I did because I so, I clocked the other ones and said, oh no, why is it all of it not sending? Yeah, that's a shame, man. It's too big. I don't even know. It's on your story, no? It is on my story, but I didn't know if you could access it from there. I think so. Hold up. Okay, hold on. And second jar. But Inish, man, they, they're doing really well, to be fair. They're doing they really are, you well. know, because this is like, what, the 11th branch or something? Something crazy like that, man. We've got two in Dubai. 
We've got one Oxford Street, one in, not that one. That's what mm. people are cussing me for. Not that one either. There we go. Uh -huh. Nope. What's this? We got Yemi. It's quite an ad campaign with, um, that's um, Don't Jealous Me's Wife. Ah. Quite an ad campaign with Cecil. Beautiful couple. Big up, Yemi. Check out the podcast. Beautiful couple. Yes. So that's the Puff Puff. Oh, that's some, that's some new age Barbecue pop wings. Pop. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> that was the Moi Moi. And then that's the F1 Riro and the Pounder Jam. Ooh, that is beautiful. Oh, that's so, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and that is Amala. Just, Dang, imagine, just imagine that with tofu. And then that's a sorted meat. Nah, nah, don't, okay. Don't talk Let me see. Let me, what are we doing here? I'm going to show you the left. The left is where I took a bit out. There. That's me. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. So that's me. <laughs> and that's the sorted meat, the fried rice and plantain. Looks so rich. It does, doesn't it? And that's the fish, fried fish, and jello fries. God damn. And that's me and Brent. The people not minding their business. <laughs> Yeah, man. I look good, you know. He did look good. It was, it was actually really nice. Did you enjoy your experience there? Yes. I've been to go back. I definitely need to take Mark's there, though. Because yeah. I feel like he just mm -hmm. needs to sit down and like, just stop this foolishness. Yeah. And I actually just... Picture him food. screwing up his face whilst he puts the food in his mouth. But I can see him like... But then he'd be like... Actually... But does, like, does, does Mark's like like hot, like peppery things, though? He's Jamaican, he does. It wasn't really peppery. That's what he said he does. It does. No, it does wasn't it? peppery, but... It wasn't that, but to be fair, that if you're not used to spice, you will feel mm -hmm. spice. Because even the this jerk chicken, yeah, if done proper, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it'd be fine though. I feel like he'd be fine with it, but it's not. Again, it's not like uncomfortable. You got stomach pain. Spice, to be fair. But yeah, man, it was good, man. It was really fun. Did you have a great time? A great time? Yes, yes. Yeah? I enjoyed good being in Lagos. Yes, it actually did feel like it because with the music going on and there were these guys just doing what they're doing and I was like, oh, this is how Nigerian men, Lagos men move. All confident, doing something in the background. <laughs> it was nice. It was fun. Big up Elish, man. cheering on the, the people on stage, though, man. They were. It was just lovely. Yeah. Very nice. So, and big up the performers. So, yeah. Big well, up, big up. it is Black History Month and I look at the time we haven't gone to the first segment. It's all part <laughs> of it. So let's go into Black History Month. All right, people. So welcome to the Black History Month segment. Lest we forget. Yes, we forget. And I thought, you know what? Let's give the people three countries. Today. Okay. Three countries. Yeah, right? we run out of days in October. Do you see what I'm saying? Too many of us. But I thought, you know, to try and give you some uh, a little something for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we're going to start with Angola, the mighty yeah. nation of Angola, right? Let's start off with the flag. So I, I believe the flag's on the screen here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... The Angolan flag is horizontally striped, red and black, right? Which represents communism mm -hmm. and the African people, right? In the center is a yellow emblem featuring a star, which signifies internationalism and progress. There's a cogwheel as well for the industrial workers and a, uh, a machete. As you know, back home, they like to say machete. Oh, they love our, yes. <laughs> for agricultural laborers, right? Is that what it's for? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got beef with your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person in Trinidad, if it is that you have a beef on the, on the waterway, block. do not get out of your car. That's because so as soon as it is, it's a road rage thing. Someone's taking a machete. 
and they're chopping you up. Don't get it's so crazy because Nigerians like the way when they get the machete out, yeah. They scrape on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, hey, I'm ready to go. Mm. You said step back. Mm. Oh, we're ready to mm. go. Mm. <laughs> oh, bloody oh, man. <laughs> um, in nineteen seventy five, following the revolution in Portugal, Angola gained full independence, right? Yes, pick up Angola. They got independence eleventh of November nineteen seventy five. So next month we're gonna big them up, you know what I'm saying? Um, Portugal's entire colonial empire collapsed, right? Which obviously included some countries that we mentioned before on the show, but of course, the mighty Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique, we spoke about yesterday, Cape Verde, and Santome, right? Those are all colonized by the Portuguese. The name Angola derives from the word Angola, right? Mm -hmm. Which was the title given to Indongo kings, mm -hmm. right? Which is a historical African kingdom of the Mbundu people, which was founded around the late 15th century early 16th century funny enough angola was also part of the central and west african african kingdom of congo so i remember having a conversation with um, one guy here who's congolese and he was, was just having a, a historical mm -hmm. convo about this right and he was talking about how on certain maps especially back in the day the kingdom of congo really encompassed like a huge amount of africa so, like, obviously, right now, you just see kind of, you kind of just see it in Central Africa, right? Yeah. But it stretched all the way across. Like, even, according to him anyway, parts of Nigeria, Cameroon, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, all the way across, like, uh, West Africa and stuff like that. So, yeah, so, so that was a huge and influential um, kingdom. And Angola was part of that kingdom. Um, apparently, there's a shortage of men in Angola. What happened? Apparently, because of war, many men died. Oh, that's horrible. That's yeah, nice. man. Uh, it's also a common practice for a man to have several wives okay. because of this lopsided ratio. So those people, they really know how to progress in life. Mm. They know the secret You're to so crazy. a was, happy I was gonna, life. I was going to tag you in, but I said, let me not do this. <laughs> let me not do this. This host my dream man today. <laughs> but here you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So these people are very wise, and there's, there's so much we can learn from the Angolans. Is there? I'm telling you, this said I'm into war. <laughs> <laughs> the girl's been trying to do that. <laughs> Use that will go. Um, they also have one of the youngest populations in the world, man. Okay. Do you remember just yesterday we were talking about Mozambique, yeah. Uganda? Well, apparently almost 70% of the people are below the age of 24. Yes. That's crazy. How does that work? <sighs> it's crazy, man. A big part of this, they say, is attributed to a long civil war in which mm. over a million people died. I wonder what the life expect expectancy is. Let me Google that while you yeah. speak. Um, yeah. And basically, they've, they've got something called uh, the Kalundula Waterfalls. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, it's a beautiful waterfall in Angola. It's actually like 105 meters high yeah. and 400 meters wide. That's huge. That's yeah, imagine, imagine 100 meter track upwards <laughs> and then 400 meters wide. Crazy. crazy. And it's the second largest waterfall. Um, in Africa, after Victoria Falls, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, Sorry, it's 62, by the way. The life expectancy. Like, like, wow, okay. Wow. Um, let's go to some of the notable, notable uh, foods and dishes. Now, I may butcher some of these, especially this first one. I apologize in advance to my people out there. I ain't, I'm not even going to pronounce it. So, F-U-N-G-E. Because <laughs> I don't know where to start. I don't know where Fun. to start. It could, it could be that. It could be Funje. It could be... It could be anything. That's true, actually. You know what I'm saying? So Good please, please. 
It was just funny you were like, F you, African. <laughs> Excuse me, where are we going with this? <laughs> but yeah, but apparently it's a, it's a basic dish that's part of the Angolan diet. diet and it's the most popular food in their country. Funge. Funge. Yeah, that's a, white, that's a, a white, white man. man, you know what I'm saying? Why don't I just say white man on that? Yeah. Don't be speaking African. No. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, um, it's made of like flour. Um, okay. So like, yeah, flour of corn or cassava. So it's probably very similar to like our swallow and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the second most popular, and apparently it's a very delicious Fuji. food. Is it? Fuji. 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 The, I, I'm willing to accept that. Actually, more. yeah, because they do speak a Fuji. lot of French over there, isn't it? Portuguese. Fuji. 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 Yes. Um, Mofete. I believe it's called Mofete, and like I said, it's the second most popular. Oh, this is Fuji. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah, it does look like... It just um, feels like home, innit? Like yeah, all yeah, these I feel like all our can, foods just yeah, kind of cross over. Yeah. Flip. Um, yeah, so the next thing I was saying, Mofete... F sorry M U F E T E and it's the second most popular and it's very delicious food in Angola right after funji and it's uh, mostly eaten on the weekends okay. at sunset apparently yeah this is the same thing mm-hmm. it's something else oh this is nothing else this is mufete mufete the whole dish is called mufete or is there I, an I item that's called mufete um because I look I'm seeing different things this looks like a dish yeah I think it's an entire dish fish and, and okay there. yeah. And it's most eaten on the weekends at sunset because it's quite heavy. They say it's okay. a little bit heavy. And after eating it, people just like to relax. You know what I'm saying? Oh. They get the itis and just relax. And That's God. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they've got, they've got like a traditional homemade drink, man. Uh, Kisangua. And yeah, this originated in the south of Angola. Okay. By the um, Ovimbudu ethnic group. So it's originally like a craft drink, but nowadays it's been produced industrially and exported to Europe. And this is also made of the same flour that is used in funge, right? Okay. Um, and some regions also add like pineapple pulp to it and call it pineapple kisangua. So K I S S A N G U A. K-I-S-S-A-N-G-U-A. So yes. Um mm-hmm. there you go. Very refreshing. Okay. Mm-hmm. That does look like it's refreshing. It's like it's thick though. It's got the flour in it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a smoothie. But then again, it could be just yeah, I don't know. Actually, yeah, you never know. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think Africans, Af- like people can't do. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Let's get to some of the notable people. The first person that comes to mind is, of course, the legendary Queen Izinga. Mm, big up you her. Know what I'm saying powerful, powerful African woman. Big up, sis. Um, she was known as Nzinga of Indongo and Matamba. And she was the queen of those kingdoms, right? She was born in the family of Indongo. She assumed power after the demise of her father and her sibling. Um, and yeah, she fought for the country, man. You know what I mean? And the independence of her kingdoms from them punk ass Portuguese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right yeah, they've been a recurring day. They just found their way in every. So, yeah. Don't mind them, man. Every day, mind people's business. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, her reign lasted 37 years. This woman didn't back down, you know? This, this is why she's remembered to this day. But and rightfully so. In fact, it's the same woman that our lovely Faida was talking about okay. that she helped with the in the Netflix documentary oh, yes, to yes, produce. Yes. I'll see. Yeah. Um, I did not know. Uh, Brent, you know Cavallo, yeah, the guy who played for Chelsea. Yeah. Apparently, he was born there. Yeah. So yeah, man. Apparently, he's represented his country in two Europe. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, him. Um, Jose Eduardo dos Santos. He's a um, Angolan politician. He served as the president of Angola from 1979 to 2017. He's actually um, 
was at Africa's second longest serving president. So yeah, man, big up the people of Angola. So like I was saying, the next country, let's go on to Botswana. So Botswana is the, well, the official, English is apparently the official language in Botswana. Setswana is the local language, and that's most, the most spoken language throughout the country. But the official language is English for some reason. There are 18 main tribal languages, though, that's spoken throughout the, the, the country. And it has a population of about 2 million people. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but in relation to its size, it's, it's the most um, sparsely populated country in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. In fact, you know um, Taylor Swift's music video called Wildest Dreams? Yes. Apparently it was shot there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got Taylor. Yes. And um, yeah, about 80% of Botswana's landscape is covered by the Kalahari Desert. 80%. Mm-hmm. And one of the seven natural wonders of, the, of Africa is located in Botswana. Um, what was I going to say? Yes. So it's flag, right? It's flag central. Um, sorry. Sorry, where the hell is it? Pardon me, guys. Oops, oops. Okay. Apologies. So it's flag, right? Um, it's blue and white. Where was it? All right. So, um, yeah, they got a central. The flag's got a central black stripe, and it's white bordering stripes. Um, pardon me. Sorry. Anyway, let me let me get this. Thingy. This website is just giving me problems. Oh, that's not great. Sorry, my people in Botswana. <laughs> <laughs> not the people in Botswana. Yeah, man. All right, but anyway, Botswana has the high as Africa's highest concentration of elephants. Okay. Yeah, man. Apparently, they got approximately one hundred and thirty thousand in them. Elephants. <laughs> yeah. They must see the way we see pigeons. That's crazy. It's crazy, yeah, man. Imagine, oh my gosh, I wonder if they just. This sounds so white of me to even say mm. but what if they just have randomly like just have elephants walking around because you know how white people just think in Africa mm-hmm. it's like jungle book we're all just naked and running around <laughs> with animals and such mm-hmm. but I wonder like if it's like just a common thing things you just see elephants in certain places it might be the case you know I wouldn't be surprised yeah. this is why you can go to certain countries and actually have the best safari, safari experience like, yeah. but I can't do those things why? Because I'm going into the animal's home. Mm. What if it's having a bad day? Yeah, for real. And they do be having bad days. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and now here I am. And you know Africa, there's no life insurance. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the end of that story. <laughs> yeah, I think I was fun of that. That's so lit. That's so lit. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that these countries, I hope they're like, still protecting these elephants and not allowing them to be exported out of the country. Mm. I don't yeah. even fly an elephant over. What do you get what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Um, mm. Also... Like I was saying, it does have one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Um, that is the um, Okavango Delta. It's a massive inland delta that's located in the Kalahari Desert of Botswana. Um, also, it's one of the best places to actually see meerkats in the wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you want to see a meerkat, go to Botswana. <laughs> Botswana. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and the name of Botswana's currency means rain. So the pula is the currency of Botswana, right? And it actually means rain. In the local Setswana language, okay. you know what I'm saying. So, since much of the the Bots of of pardon me, since much of Botswana is desert, remember I was just saying between seventy to eighty percent desert, right? Rainfall is a rare event in the country and is therefore seen as a highly valuable 
um, thing and it's considered a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Mm. In Botswana, hence the currency being called, um, well, translated as rain. Um, so like I was saying, back to the flag. The flag's central black stripe, right, is um, and its white bordering stripes is like a belief in racial cooperation and equality. Mm-hmm. So you, like I said, so it's got the black in the middle and then the white on both sides of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there it is. It's a really pretty flag, actually. Yeah. That's a simple, but it's, you know what I mean? Simple and, yeah, I like it. Didn't see blue, like that mm-hmm. shade of blue much. And yeah, so that basically just signifies racial cooperation and equality. And the light blue background of the of the flag is associated with the sky and with water, which, like I just said, is a scarce and precious commodity given the Kalahari Desert. Mm. So yeah, man, big up Botswana. A couple of famous people from Botswana. I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of any of these people. You know what I'm saying? But still got to big them up, same way. And one of them is goes by the name of Impule Kwelagopi. And she's a woman who um, was a, a model and a beauty queen mm, from, okay. um, from Botswana, yeah. And she was crowned Miss Universe in what country? Guess what country she was crowned Miss Universe in? I didn't. Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, yeah. Brent. In May of 1999, they had Miss okay. Universe there. And that's where she was crowned Miss Universe. 1999? 1999. 1999. 1999. Um, she's also been recognized as and honored as a human health rights uh, activist since she, was, since she was crowned Miss Universe, right? And she's been fighting particularly against, um, you know, like HIV, AIDS, okay. and advocacy for youth and women to have a great access to sexual reproductive education and services, things of that nature. So yeah, man, so big up. She's really doing some good work, man. And she's used her crown, her position to, to, to really change the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, another woman who was a sprinter from Botswana, she specialized in 400 meters. And 2004 and 2008, she represented her country in the Summer Olympics. She reached the finals in 2008 Olympics as well. She, went, she then went on to compete at the IAAF World Indoor Championships and uh, the World Championships in Athletics as well. Okay. And, yeah, and her name is Amantale um, Montshaw. Amantale Montshaw. It's a bigger rap as well, man. Big up her. And yes, the next country, like I said, I wanted to speak about. Oh, pardon me. So um, they got their independence on the 30th of September, 1966. I see. But the next country is Namibia. Now, I know somebody in the, in the comments, um, big up that person, and was like, ah, he's the only listener from Namibia. No, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that, exactly. You don't know that. You know what I'm saying? And he was just thinking, I guess he was thinking maybe, I think like, we're going to forget that we're not going to. Baby, we don't forget yeah. people over here. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you said it. Because I, I was like, you know, I'm definitely going to because yeah. of that. You know what I'm saying? And to be fair, one of the notable people was somebody that I looked up to um, when I was younger. Really? Athletics. Yeah. Frankie Fredericks. Remember Frankie Fredericks? Mm-hmm. He's from Namibia. Legendary guy, man. He said, do you remember Frankie Fredericks? Brent, he's put a camera on me. You know damn well. <laughs> <laughs> I would look confused when the camera came on me. <laughs> yeah, he was a legendary guy, man. Okay, Competed see. right at the top, right at the top. Um, but yeah, so some interesting facts about Namibia. Okay, it's home. Up him. Yes, there he is. Oh. Um, it's home to one of the oldest deserts in the world, right? Uh, and that's the Namib Desert, the world's oldest desert. And it's been around for approximately, well, at least 55 million years. Mm-hmm. No surface water. Nine. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of the 
amazing um, places and experiences that, that Namibia is known for. Apparently, they have 30 languages that are spoken in the country. 30 languages. Mm-hmm. So loads of diversity. More than, more than 11 languages are native to Namibia. But obviously, because it's got a cosmopolitan culture, languages from all across the world are spoken in Namibia. Um, it has some of the highest sand dunes in the world. Namibia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this one here has the world's most extensive, well, I guess it had, um, the world's most extensive meteorite shower. So the Gibeon, yeah, the Gibeon meteorite shower is the largest known meteorite shower on Earth, covering a wide elliptical area of of about 275 by 100 kilometers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Crazy. That's a good, nice place to visit, actually. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, love history and stuff. And... This particular this particular thing is like I I love this because like every now and again when I've kind of looked in the history at certain things especially like proper dating back to like yeah. you know what I'm saying um, this has always been something that, that I've seen and Brent if you don't mind pointing this up yeah this is um, basically it's, it's like rock art right from the from the Khoisan people so oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the best way if you, yeah you know if you just type in rock art Namibia I'm pretty sure it'll come up. And so basically the first known inhabitants of Namibia are the San people, right? Who belong mm-hmm. to the Khoisan people. So th- these are like people that many people see as um, the oldest people alive, in fact. Yeah. Right. I, I believe they're the most genetically diverse um, people. So, yeah, th- that's why scientists believe um, that pretty much everyone comes from there. And um, these are um, hunter-gatherers as well. And they traveled across the vast plains of um, Southern Africa for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Do you type in rock art? Oh, I just yeah. said rocker. No, rock art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And um, yeah, th- apparently they, they've resided in Namibia for more than 6,000 years. Mm-hmm. And all this rock art, see all this stuff here? Yeah. This is how old that's, that is, that's, that's been there for thousands of years. That's and that, Yeah. It just shows you. have got you. a lot of like historical like mm-hmm. lands and places and stuff. Yeah. Okay, we've got the Namib- Namibians. Mm-hmm. And also, you know when you're just asking about elephants, do they just roam yeah. free? <laughs> well, Namibia has the largest population of free roaming cheetahs in the world. Them sheets are fast. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> couldn't be chased by cheetah. <laughs> I'll just give up. I'll Crazy. Just give up. Crazy. That's what we're doing this for. Let's stop. <laughs> and Namibia is also home to the second largest canyon in the world. So the Fish River Canyon, okay. which is located close to the border um, with South Africa, is also the oldest in the world. Oldest in the world and the second uh, largest canyon um, in the world. And yeah, they, like I said, there's so many different tribes there. Um, yeah, if, if Brent, you know what? Last thing I want to type in is the Himba tribe, H I M B A. And yeah, man, they're, they're in the Kunene region of the country. And they have like stuck to their proper traditional ways and beliefs. If you see them, like, you would have seen these type of pictures. Places, okay, like, yeah. this is them. I'm saying, the beautiful people. Beautiful, look at yeah, that beautiful, people. beautiful skin. Mm-hmm. Beautiful everything. Yeah. These, these, these are the definition of mind their own business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dead ass. So yes, uh, we'll quickly wrap up. I just want to mention some of the notable foods as well. Um, the mahanga mahangu soup, pardon me. Um, and this is a soup. Yeah, it's one of their typical dishes in Namibia. Which is made with fish, goat meat, or lamb, and rice. Okay. Yeah. And the ingredients are mixed up in the iron pot. 
and yeah, man, uh, mahangu or millet basically is its main ingredient. Yeah, so M A H A N G U and then soup. And it, they've also got something called miel pap. Yeah, miel pap. And they also make miel, or, which is basically like corn flour. Okay. Um, soups um, that are made with the same ingredients as um, mahangu. The same ingredients that you'd use to make mahangu. Okay. I just mentioned. And that's accompanied with peppers and onions, vegetables, which form part of the basic diet of the Namibian people. And yeah, man, they got other stuff, loads of other different things as well. They eat um, bullfrog as well, you know? What? Bullfrog. Yeah, and basically this is one of the most exotic dishes. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does the animal look like again? Uh, but type in bullfrog, please. Like a bull? Frog. Bull. Frog. Bullfrog. That's <laughs> 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 like two separate animals. <laughs> Cow-looking frog. <laughs> and it's eaten in the north of the country. And they, yeah, man, they, they, they enjoy it over there, man. Look at that. He's got them on a stick. Is that him on sticks? Serious, huh. look at the guys. Yeah. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the bull? Oh, that, oh that's when it's, when, when it's cooked up, yeah? Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, you can. I'm going to sit that out. I would. Yeah. And I think in one of the pictures, it showed how they cooked it. So basically, what they do is um, they cook it um, covering the, like a saucepan with a dry, what they call it, Omuhongo wood. So it's okay. like a type of wood, right? Omuhongo wood. And a- apparently that's essential to prevent any poisoning. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's always interesting like how like we mm-hmm. don't have technology there, but... This is it, yeah. As in, not that we don't have them now. Yeah, according to... Traditionally, yeah. mm-hmm. we knew about poisons oh, and all that kind of stuff. Not a bullfrog in a sandwich. What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. So anyone who's like, you know, thinking of going there and you want to try a bullfrog, make sure it's cooked the traditional way. That's what they're saying. Make sure it's called a traditional yeah, way. That's the only, yeah, that's the only way you can prevent it. You're taking a gamble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got them. I wonder and if our yeah. listener eats, eats that. Hmm? I wonder if our listener eats that. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's it. Let us know, man. Um, so like I said, one of the, probably the most notable person, at least to me anyway, is Frankie Fredericks. So a bigger Frankie mm-hmm. Fredericks, man. Um, but somebody called Percy Montgomery, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, he was born in Walvis Bay in 1974. He went on to play 102 games um, before he retired. He played, pardon me, he was a rugby player. He was one of many Namibian rugby players. Okay. Yeah, man, so he played um, for South Africa's national side, the Springboks. And then he retired in 2008, so apparently he's, he's a very known person as well. Um, Bahati Prinsloo, um, is a known person as well. Um, she is an actor and I believe a model. Yeah, she's a world okay, renowned model. Her. But if you want to type her name in, Behati B E H A T I. B E H A T I. A T I. And then Prinsloo. P R I N S L O O. And she's a world renowned model. Mm hmm. Oh, it's, that's the Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. Oh, she's so a white person? Apparently so. Sorry, guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off the screen, man. <laughs> no. I apologize. Yeah, but she's from Botswana, though, is she? Namibia. Oh, Namibia, sorry. Yeah, she, yeah but she's from them. Maybe, you don't know how they roll over there. Maybe, there's a, maybe, there are, maybe the people aren't that. 
Jesus pastor was a white Jamaican. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he was the deputy. I was just, I was deputy pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a church or school? Church. How do you do deputies in church? Are you a pastor or you're not? How are you an assistant pastor? Because he never used to preach. He just used to stand there saying that he is um, the right hand to the king. Jesus or no, the pastor? Pastor Blaze. Was the pastor's name King? No. Yeah. yeah. That's why he never got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, do- uh, idolatin. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, big up Namibia. Big up Namibia. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love this segment. It's actually really interesting. Let me pick up Frank Fredericks again. I want to end with a black man. Abs- oh, yes. A black person. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I couldn't shake it. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Big up, big up Angola, Botswana, and Namibia. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, let's get into our first headlines then. Let's do it. All right. So, our first headline. 41 Canadian diplomats have recently left India amid a rift over the murder of a Sikh separatist leader on Canadian soil. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. So India has asked Canada two weeks ago to withdraw dozens of its diplomatic staff and threatened to remove their immunity if they remained. Imagine. Canadian officials called the threat a violation of international law. Relations have been tense after Canada accused India of being behind the 18th of June killing of Hardeep Singh Nijar. India has denied allegations, calling them absurd. On Thursday, Canada's Foreign Minister, Melanie Jolly, um, she confirmed that many Canadian diplomats and their dependents in India have now left the country. She said that India has said that immunity for all but 21 diplomats will be unilaterally removed by the 20th of October today. So Mr. Jolly said that uh, the remaining 21 diplomats are still in India, but a withdrawal means that Canada will have to limit its services in the country due to a shortage of staff. Indian nationals made up the largest percentage of applicants for temporary and permanent residency in Canada last year. Canada has made, um, sorry, has, has many more diplomats in Delhi than India has in Ottawa. And since the row between the two countries erupted, India asked Canada for parity in its diplomatic missions. India saying it would remove diplomatic immunity for, for Canadian envoys is a violation of international law. This is according to Ms. Jolie anyway. And this is what she was saying at a news conference in Ottawa. She added that Canada will not reciprocate but she went on to say, if we allow the norm of diplomatic immunity to be broken, no diplomats anywhere on the planet will be safe. That's what she's saying. Um, officials said that they still welcome Indian nationals who want to visit or move to Canada. Next headline. <laughs> <laughs> Next headline. Um, the Tories, man, I don't know what's going on with those people. But they've suffered two heavy by-election defeats with Labour overturning huge majorities to take Mid-Bedfordshire and Tamworth. The party saw off a challenge from the Liberal Democrats to make history in Mid-Bedfordshire, overcoming a 24,664 Tory majority to win the seat for the first time. In Tamworth, there was a 23.9% swing to Labour from the Tories. The leader, Sir Keir Starmer, said that Labour was redrawing the political map. He went on to say, winning in these Tory strongholds show that people overwhelmingly want change and they're ready to put their faith in a changed Labour party to deliver it. Tory party chairman Greg Hans said the results were disappointing, but the biggest problem was conservative voters staying at home. So that's <laughs> that's what he thinks is the reason. Yeah? <laughs> so he was speaking to BBC Breakfast and he said, clearly for us, I think it's the right, it is right that a number of our voters are unhappy with the government. We clearly have a job to do to win them back. 
With the Tories also trailing in the national polls, the results have provided a boost to Labour ahead of our expected general election next year. Like we've been saying, I really don't know how Labour can lose this. If they lose this, yeah, but it's impossible. I think they're going to lose, which is crazy, because they're doing Conservatives' jobs for them because of how they're moving with the whole Palestine thing. But they're like, not saying anything different to Tories, though. Yeah, but you know what it is? Because people... Because Labour do the whole we're for the people, we're for the people, we're yeah. for the people, right? So whenever they do something, even if they do something from Conservatives, people already expect that from Conservatives. True. They don't expect it from you. So when you do something like that, it hits them harder kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, you know, they they banned all their, all the MPs couldn't go to any protest, they couldn't speak about it, couldn't do that. Like, mm. if you're meant to be for people who are not really, quote unquote, oppressed in this country... And here you are preventing people from speaking for them. Mm -hmm. How can you really be for us kind of thing? So I actually think, because they are doing, because after, after Rishi Sunak's whole transgender man, man, woman, woman situation, I thought, okay, mm -hmm. Labour, if you just, you know, keep yep. things cute and quiet, let's see. But now they're making, they're making it worse for themselves. So I don't know. I actually honestly do not know how this could go. Mm. And that's interesting. It's, it's funny, yeah. In my last paragraph, I have I have a slight conspiracy. But I'll tell you right. right. So basically, <laughs> the largely rural constituency of Mid Bedfordshire has had a Tory MP since 1931. So this this is why this is so telling. 1931. Since 1931, Tory MPs, right? Did they even try? Did other parties even try in that area? <laughs> <laughs> and prior to that, till today, well, until today, um, it's never been held by a Labour. Never been held by Labour in its century-long history. Or maybe they're, maybe they're breaking it then. Mm-hmm. The Tories have been in government for a while. Mm -hmm. So yep. many of them have run through this this country. True indeed. So, and the twenty four thousand six hundred sixty four Tory majority was the biggest part biggest the party had overturned in a by election since nineteen forty five, and Labour's yeah. Alistair Strathern um, secured a win a win of twenty point five percent to win by just over a thousand votes. So basically, yeah. It was a three-way fight for the seat. Um, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Lib Dem's person um, that was representing them was somebody by the name of Emma Holland Lindsay. She came third with 9,420 votes. And the person who came second, obviously the Tory guy, mm -hmm. he got 12,680 votes. But his name made me <laughs> think, hmm, I don't want to be too, you know what I mean? I don't want to be too somehow. But I was thinking, is he the right person to represent these people? Because when I look at his name, his name is Festus Akimbosoye. So you know this is a typical, typical Yoruba man. man. <laughs> so I was thinking, do the people relate to him? I don't know. I've yeah, never seen I, a picture of him. Nothing. But is it like a, is it, is, what's it called? Is it a, because um, it could be Nigerian and whatnot. This is true. But it could be like a Christian so yeah, This is true. Came back because it's meant to be Nigerian. This is true. So <laughs> really true. true, you just don't know. This is, yeah, for real, for real. But at least he came second. You know what I mean? He's trying. Mm. <laughs> I don't think he's a real Nigerian. Because mm. Nigerian didn't carry last. And he, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. All right. And our last headline. We spoke about this the other day. Briefly, anyway. And it's mm. about Kate Burley, right? Sorry, Kay Burley from Sky News, right? Yeah. And her breakfast show on Sky News has been hit with over 1,500 Ofcom complaints. For the same thing. Again, that we spoke about. Um, so basically, viewers said that Kay had misrepresented comments made by the Palestinian ambassador during a discussion on her show on October 10th. The program received a total of 1,537 complaints to, to Ofcom. Those watching the program said that Kay had, 
had repeatedly misquoted the Palestinian ambassador to the UK, Mr. Hazem, um, Hazem Zomla, on three occasions. And no exaggeration, I've seen it for myself. She was lying. So basically, Yikes. yeah, man, she alleged uh, that he basically said the Israelis had it coming. Yeah, this is what she's saying he said. Yeah, t- she's, she's a bloody liar, right? But in his statement, he said, the loss of civilian lives is tragic on all sides and that Israel knew this was coming their way. Yeah. Completely different. That's much. Completely different. You know what I'm saying? He's basically saying anyone can see that the more Israel keep doing their illegal settlements, people are going to react. People don't like mm-hmm. being oppressed. You know what I'm saying? Anyone can see this happening. Not that the Israelis had it coming. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like you could potentially put his life at risk. Yeah, you can't say stupid things like this. Anyway, viewers had taken to the internet where they said that Burley's representation and Zomla's actual remarks is striking and deserves attention. They continue that it's imperative to set the record straight and address this misrepresentation as it holds significant implications for the ongoing situation in Palestine. Correct. As such, we urge the community to take action and register complaints with Ofcom concerning, concerning Ms. Burley's inaccurate portrayal and vilification of Mr. Zomla. So I'm glad people, you know, at least used their time wisely here and, and reported her to Ofcom for that because it, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the headlines. Nice. Thank you very much. Let's get into what you say in topic of the day. Oh, that's funny. Funny story. (laughs) All right. Um, I find it funny how how it's called like topic of the day. Mm. But it's so early in the day. All right. So today's topic of the day, right? It's somewhat... Sorry, it's not even based on Kay Burley's situation, but it's it's somewhat related because it it has to do with journalism. Yeah. And this is basically, again, something that we did speak about on maybe Monday briefly, though. Mm. And this is about the BBC. So people are upset, right? I'm talking about the BBC choosing sides. Mm. And I know typically, especially as black people, um, we we kind of come on on, on on the bad side, come up at least looking on the bad side of um, people like... The Guardian, different news platforms. Yeah. Um, not regularly, not all the time, I should say, but at least every now and again, there's something that reminds us that we're second class citizens. Absolutely. <laughs> right? You know, whether it be just talking reckless about us, saying. Or talking about Storms putting gigs face. Thank yeah. you very much. You know what I'm saying? Highlighting Sterling's this, parts of his life, mm. all types of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, or even just saying nigga on, on TV, right? <laughs> so, so stuff like this, right? And. I'm pretty sure, obviously, because of that, we, we may think um, a particular thing towards these um, platforms. But in this particular situation, right, people are saying BBC, the BBC is kind of pro-Palestine. Mm. Now, obviously, I know there's a lot of black people, a lot of people in this country anyway, it seems, are pro-Palestine. So maybe does, does this matter to people? But basically, the situation is the fa- stems from the fact that um, the Israeli president said that BBC is basically choosing a side they're not being, um, they're not showing any journalistic integrity, pretty much. And also, there was a situation where, regarding the same thing we were talking about yesterday, with um, the bombing of the hospital in Gaza, where there's a particular journalist who said, talking to the camera, he said, near the site, um, near, near the, you know, the scene of the atrocity, he was like, um, this just looks very bad. And to be honest with you, it's hard to see that this could be anything but done by the Israelis. This is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> even though yesterday we were talking about mm. we still have to wait for conclusive um, evidence yeah 
And also, like I said, um, when the BBC, BBC refused to call Hamas terrorists, they said, we're going to call them militants because we don't want to choose sides. And people are like, wait a minute. It's not about choosing sides. It's just about, it's about dictionary definitions. I use a lot to throw <laughs> the word terrorism around the place. So this is it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So the question is, yeah. Do you feel like it's wrong for them to choose sides? Right? And if they are choosing side, yeah, is, is that a wrong thing? Or do we expect platforms, news platforms to be impartial on every issue? I think, I think news platforms should report the news with no bias. Mm-hmm. And then if you are privileged enough to be on a show such as TDA, where you are allowed to give your own opinion, then you can give your opinion on stuff. But if I'm tuning into the BBC, CNN, whatever it is, I don't, I, I'm not tuning in for you to give me your opinion or your bias or whatever, unless it's like those panel discussions. Okay. If they're reporting the news, you need to report the news. Mm. And without, you need to report the news without bias. Like okay. we, on here, we report all, all news, whether mm-hmm. it's something good for our country or bad for our country or whatever it is, we're reporting the news. And I think there need, that needs to be the case. You have mm. to report it with, without bias. Okay. Is it really possible to? Because mm-hmm. the, it's not. Exactly. It's not because the powers that be, the people that are funding some of these networks, mm. you have to do what it is that they say. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, but consider that BBC is, is, a, is, a, is a state TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, so that's different. No, but with BBC, yeah, how does it look if Rishi Sunak, who is the head of the state, mm. well, that's King Charles, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he doesn't do much. Rishi, well, Rishi the exactly. Do you know what I mean? So he's the one governing the state. Yeah. How does it look if he's on there saying, no, no, we stand with Israel, stand with Israel, mm-hmm. and then BBC, the nation for the state, the last time the Queen died, mm-hmm. then the sense says, oh, no, we're pro-Palestine here. They have to all, they're all in cahoots. They all have to... Go to, they have to all have to dance at the same beat of the drum. But, but okay, but using that same example, isn't that maybe good for them to kind of be free enough mm. to say what they actually feel rather than just agreeing with the incumbent prime minister? But I think if it's a panel discussion, then fair. Okay, cool. Panel conversations. That's that's the, that's the time really when on news shows you get to see people's personal opinions and whatever it is mm-hmm. that they think, and that's that's fine. You don't have to. Your thinking doesn't have to be in line with anybody but what you want to think, right? Mm-hmm. But if it is a case where you're reporting the news, I don't think there should be bias in how it is you're reporting the news yeah. based on your personal mm-hmm. opinions. Like, if you're going to, like, call Israel ter- a terrorist, like, call call yeah. people what they are mm-hmm. for what they're doing because you called less that. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Like, if, if someone goes crazy in the streets and stabs two people... I think the definition of terrorism is, is got to do. There's a number attached to it where it's like three or more, whatever the number is, something mm-hmm. or more, right? It's called that. Mm-hmm. But because obviously, as a state politically, you're trying to you're trying to keep relations with Israel. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to you're, you're redefining stuff. Say what it is. So that's where they shouldn't be allowed bias because if you're going to report the news, then report the news as factually. Mm. Okay. But, yeah. Ben, what do you what do you think? Do you, do you feel like it's possible for people to be completely impartial? Though? Because remember, obviously the BBC is obviously an institution, but it's an institution made up of people. So I mean, wouldn't wouldn't people's biases, their opinions, spill into it? You can if you don't have a horse in the race. Okay, I believe so. Mm. But with an issue like Israel, no, there are horses in the race. Facts. So, how do you expect them to give us the news fairly? We don't. 
Mm. You shouldn't. Okay. Does it even matter to you? No, no, because I guess I go to the platform I know I want my confirmation bias. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. People tend to like to watch the stuff that um, backs up what they believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like to hear both sides to see, especially if it is I'm on, if I don't have a horse in the race, I like to hear mm-hmm. both sides to see what's what. Mm. Yeah. But, okay. So so if you, if you if you were to try and hear both sides, where would you go? Would you just go to two different hours? Two different, two different ones. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then the ones that I guess I believe don't have a horse in the race, and they're just, they're just pushing out the, the stuff. They tend to be YouTube channels these days. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's YouTube channels. Yeah. Not, not alternative media, but the new media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And give, given that BBC is, you know... Yeah, sorry, gum. sorry, 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 sorry. There's one that I watch, right? Mm-hmm. And it has a, a black um, female co-host and then a white male co-host okay and each of them are on two different sides of this particular thing i think he is jewish himself mm. and she's so fierce and she's the command of english and her her skill set in arguing a point oh it's beautiful mm. yeah my mind goes crazy a little bit because <laughs> obviously that intellect obviously it titillates me in it mm-hmm. <laughs> when she when she like dresses him down and she lets him speak too, you know. She doesn't like talk over him or anything. Mm-hmm. Like she waits patiently, and then she will cut back. Mm. And then he, you, when he, when he gets ruffled, I'm like yes, because <laughs> he's normally the type of guy who would try to snipe, 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 snipe. Mm. But he he became impassioned um, the day after the incident. Okay. And like he, he cussed, he actually swore. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. He lost his mm. he lost his rag. But I can again, I I, I kind of like that too because it showed. That he was invested, mm-hmm. and in how she responded, she was all right, cool. I hear that, but hear this too. Do you understand? Mm. It's a nice exchange because after uh, their heated um, uh, discourse, they then mm. write on cue on time. All right, that's what we have time for. Um, thank you for tuning in. Blah 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 blah. And the next time they come wrong, it's just uh, a continuation. But they they keep it um they keep it entertaining, um, respectful, and. Um, and they 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 deliver their points properly, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's that's the type of news I like to watch, where you you hear both sides and it's there's no holding back. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, respectful. Do you feel like because at the end of the day, right? And again, <laughs> somebody in the in the chat just said, you know, um, news platforms, news reports should be impartial and report facts only. In brackets and not emails type facts. <laughs> yeah, we need I need facts much. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is, yeah, like I was saying, if if that particular news platform or broadcaster mm. is um funded by a particular people, mm. how it's uh, I it's feel like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. You would you have to do the bidding of who pays you. This is it. Mm. Yeah. But with the BBC now, given that it's state funded. We all, we all pay a TV license. This goes to BBC. This don't go to everybody else. Mm. This is, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're funded in the BBC. Mm. So since we all have different opinions, isn't it more important for them to try their best to be impartial? Like you can kind of expect Daily Mail to be some type of way. You can kind of expect um, The Guardian to be whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they should try to be impartial, 100%. And if they're not, should That's they be... That's when they get reported. Yes, but the report will done nothing. Because yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because they will look at things, they laugh, and then they continue. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, so this guy uh, by the name of John Simpson. 
So he was a, he's a journalist. He represents um, the BBC and all that type of stuff. He's the one who basically came out with a comment to say that um, uh, about this whole thing with with the Hamas and how he don't want to call them terrorists, right? Yeah. He's, he's got in trouble now, right? <laughs> and basically he said, it's always been like this in the BBC. During the World War II, BBC broadcasters were expressly told not to call the Nazis evil or wicked, even though we could and did call them the enemy. Above all, this is according to the BBC document, there must be no room for ranting. Our tone had to be calm and collected, right? Um, but one of the BBC staff members told the Times that what was he thinking of by referencing the Nazis? Why are you speaking about the Nazis? <laughs> Why are they in <laughs> it? it? You know what I'm saying? He said it's never a good idea, particularly not at this moment. Does he not realise how vulnerable Jewish people or Jewish members of staff are feeling? It shouldn't have been repeated um, by somebody else who then who was basically quoting him. Mm. So he's ba- he's trying to make a point that at the end of the day, what why sh- at least he's trying to um, live what we just said he should be doing or the BBC should be doing, mm. which is remaining neutral. Don't call people terrorists. Don't be saying this, that, and the third. But like you're saying, terrorists has a definition. It has a definition. <laughs> and if they fit the bill... Then call them a bloody terrorist. Exactly. And does that mean by not calling them a terrorist, you're then choosing a side? Yeah, you are. You are. And, and that's, I think that's, what's, that's what makes it tricky. I don't feel like not being biased means you don't call people what they are. Because mm-hmm. by, that, by that then, what, we're not going to call murderers murderers. You're not going to call, mm. you know, abusers abusers. Like, because you're trying to be neutral. Yeah. You can be neutral, but just report... Report the right news. Mm. Then pick and choose. But that's the problem. When you've got investors and stuff like that, and a lot of times people think that, a lot of times, I feel like a lot of pockets of life, and I believe in the government as well, the people that are actually controlling these things are not the people that we see. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe that the people that we see as leaders and whatnot are just the puppets. Like they're, they're far from leaders. They have, they have, there's a guy at the top that they're mm-hmm. listening to kind of thing. And but that's the issue with these a lot of these networks and stations and whatever else. It's whoever's funding it and the people that's behind them is it's not gonna be public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not gonna be public knowledge. But you bet your bottom dollar that they are reflecting mm-hmm. the views of the bill players bill payers. But it, it but but that's crazy though, because if everybody if we if we, the yeah. public, are paying for the BBC to be here, pretty much, it should reflect our views. But we say that though, but are we? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Like we don't get a receipt every month, <laughs> or if the BBC does some changes or whatever. Like we don't get. Um, we don't get an audit. Mm, we don't get all we we are told is that your tax, your taxpayers, your tax goes towards BBC, your tax goes mm. towards NHS, your tax goes towards this, goes towards that. Yet we're being charged for. You have mm. to pay for TV license. Okay, you have to pay ULES. You have to pay congestion charge. You have to pay road tax. Still, you have to pay like. The mm. whole thing about, yeah, like we're taxpayers, da, 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 da. I feel like that's just a lie that's been fed to people to make them feel like we have importance in society mm. and we have a say. We don't have a damn say about anything. So yes, we we our pay our money, our tax, they say it goes towards BBC and whatnot. Uh, TV license. Yeah. TV license, yeah. Mm. It goes towards BBC and whatnot, but... Okay. Yeah. And also as well, how do you reflect the, the view of everybody? A country that is that doesn't really like foreigners. Foreigners are part of the people that are paying TV license. So are you going to do that? See, that's a good point that you men- mentioned there. Do you feel like it's because the BBC lacks political diversity? So so if they had more people from various walks of life, mm-hmm. with well, more so with various political views, yeah. 
that should be the norm at the BBC, especially if it's state funded, right? I feel like, yeah, it should be. It's like with LBC, yeah. LBC, you got all sorts of people on there. That's true. All sorts of people. Sometimes things are really, bur- London Bridge is really burned down. Mm. And someone is going on there talking about Lord knows what. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with anything that's going on. So I feel like that's what BBC should have. They should Their shows should reflect different, like the nations. Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? It should, mm-hmm. it should have something for everybody. Mm. But, yeah. Because people, again, were just talking about how the BBC just goes out of their way to kind of um, just protect themselves from nonsense rather than just being honest. Mm. So, for example, if you messed up with the Hamas thing, just come out and say, you know what, mm. fine. But they struggle with that. This is it. And people brought up the whole Jimmy Savile thing. Ah, and the N-word thing. And the N-word thing. And they the Westwood thing. The there West we go. Thing. And the Westwood you know thing. They still ain't doing nothing because he's still getting bookings. This is Do it. Jimmy, like, they just... But again, I feel like it's one of those things, but I guess if you admit to it, now you are... Mm-hmm. Culpable, but mm. do you know what? In America, I get that because in America you can get sued for anything. Like, yeah, you can get sued for anything in America. But here, where we don't lawsuits and don't work that way as well, just admit you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Just tell people that. I mean, all it is that you won't get that much outrage anyway. We're not really an outrage people. Just tell people that. Tell people that you're wrong, and then when they start to fight, just be like, hey, at least we got the NHS, and they'll calm down. That's mm. what it works every time. That's what you guys keep telling people. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's let's just say like we're we're kind of seeing that it's not working, right? Do you feel like it's time we kind of not just so we can save our money, right? Because TV license is about one hundred sixty pound a year, right? But not just so that we can save, not just so that we can save our money. But do you feel like we should be we should stop paying TV license and just allow them to be, um, just get investors and then that way at least they'll be free to just say their own political thoughts and yeah and then, and then, and then, and then if you don't like expect. the news you this just will look to them to do it yeah because some of you are paying TV license yearly mm-hmm. annually and still getting your news from somewhere else because mm-hmm. a lot of people are also talking about how because again there's a lack of competition because obviously we're, subsidi- we're subsidizing their body existence yeah. right with this whole TV license and stuff because of that there's a lack of competition Right, mm. and they're able to now produce shows that <laughs> nobody really wants to watch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, why there's just certain shows that that just shouldn't have the time of day, but it's on their thingy, and you have to pay for it. It's an iPlayer, this that, and the third. But if, for example, it was reliant on the fact that the views matter, mm. right? Just like it does for other TV shows, or like Netflix, for example, mm. there'll be more money in, and then obviously we'll get a better quality product as well. Yeah. But saying that, BBC iPlayer, we did get to watch Dreaming Whilst Black. Stream Dreaming Whilst Black. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, certain parts of the, the country may not like certain things because mm-hmm. over there, there's no black people, there's no Asian people, there's yeah. no whatever. There's just cow, dog, sheep and white people. That's right. right. Then, maybe there's a place for BBC. Because in life, we can't have it all, can we? If we can't. Hmm. I'm probably BBC. BBC is, do you know what it is about this country? Like They just like to hold on to things. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just if if it's always been this way, it's just it's this way, mm-hmm. and BBC that's really what it is. That's why the whole ITV thing is just so interesting to watch, because it's like watching. You think you're watching something crumble in real time, but will it? Because it's been there since before, whatever kind of thing. I don't mm. know. It's tricky. I, I do. I do believe that there is a way to to report news without bias. Yeah. And they can go on to have shows where people can then put their views out there about what they think about a subject matter or a situation that's going on. Like, it can be done. They can do it. They're just not allowed. 
<laughs> All right. I think we can kind of move on from there. Lovely. Let's get into our next headlines then. All right. So our next headline, speaking of BBC, Kirsty Walk, who's the longest serving presenter of BBC Two's Newsnight, is to step down from the program. So Brent, like. If you don't mind putting up Kirsty Walk, W-A-R-K. And she made the announcement yesterday, exactly 30 years after she first hosted the, light, the nightly news show. She will leave after the next general election, which is expected next year. And she said that when the time comes, it will be a massive wrench. Man, you know what I'm saying? 30 years in the same job. What was she giving this speech for? <laughs> I thought she was done now. No, but you know what the thing is? Well, she, did she just hand in her resignation? Did she just... Yeah, it's, you know, she uh, wants to kind of taper it off. She wants people to miss I her. I've never seen a woman a day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that woman. And she's the longest standing what? She's the longest standing... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch news night though? No, <laughs> but yeah. I also don't watch a lot of things, but I know the people them that are there. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen this little lady. It's on BBC Two. Do you watch BBC Two though? Because a lot of people just watch no. BBC One. BBC Two is just BBC for One and BBC Three. BBC Three is it? There you BBC go. Two. Mm-hmm. I none of that. Yeah, man, she's the I'm longest serving presenter of BBC Two's. She's young night. as well. When did she start? Thirty years ago. Thirty yeah. It's okay, exactly she must be poor good years. news because mm-hmm. her white don't like it's cracking. Like <laughs> she, she looks like she moisturizes well. I love that for there her. There you go. Yeah, man. Congratulations, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, the news comes amid reports that the show could have its um, budget slashed, right? And its format overall. Oh, it's forced out. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Not entirely. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> I'll make you redundant or you, or you retire. <laughs> ah, pick up her. Yeah, man. So the program's editor, Stuart McLean, also announced that his departure last week. So Walk planned her exit before... Uh uh-huh, before the recent speculation about mm-hmm. the, the show's future. It's according to her statement. She did say in a statement, last year I spoke to both um, the Director General, Tim Davey, and to Stuart, who's the person I just mentioned, the product, program's editor, and signaled my desire to end my three-decade run on the show after the next election. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan. When the time comes, it'll be a massive wrench. However, I'll be leaving Newsnight, but not the BBC. I'll still be uh, presenting the reunion and start the new week on Radio 4. Uh, TV documentaries too, as well as finishing finally okay. my third novel. <laughs> so she's still gonna be active. She's making a scene. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she's still, doing. Still gonna be active. Okay, but yeah, man. Her, man. Mm-hmm. That for her. Um, next headline takes us to South Africa, where the president, president, pardon me, Cyril Ramaphosa, um, he welcomed the Dutch royal couple Kim Willem Alexander and his wife Queen Maxima of the Netherlands at the Union Buildings in Pretoria on Thursday. Their Majesties were on a state visit at the invitation of the President to focus on strengthening the ties and partnership between the Netherlands and South Africa. While reflecting on the colonial history between the two countries, Ramaphosa took the opportunity to speak on the ongoing conflict between Russia and the Ukraine, as well as the Israel-Hamas conflict that has left thousands dead and many more wounded. So when he was speaking, he said, Our resolve uh, to build a peaceful, equal future is being sorely tested and where reconciliation and healing is sorely needed. His Majesty King Willem William Alexander commended South Africa's fighting spirit to end apartheid and the country's commitment to the reconciliation um, following the end of Dutch colonial rule in 1795. So when he was speaking, he said, after colonial ties were severed, a sense of kinship remained. (laughs) These people. Ah, these people are... Anyway, I'm sorry. Let me be neutral and impartial. Yeah, (laughs) unbiased. (laughs) 
at the same time, none of you people pay bloody TV license here. So let me see what I want to bloody say. These punk ass niggas just talk for just for talking sake. What's talking about after Colonial Tire Seven? There was a sense of kinship. The arrogance of these people. Anyway, he said this um, that it remained, but it wasn't until 1960s that a broad awareness of injustice towards the black population emerged in the Netherlands. Can you bloody imagine? So since the end of colonial rule in 1795 till the 1960s, almost 200 years. Yeah. That's only when there was a broad awareness of injustice <laughs> towards the black population that emerged in the Netherlands. Only then. Anyway, that's enough for them people. So next headline takes us to Sudan, where trigger one ahead, the number of families suffering from hunger has almost doubled in the past year in Sudan, man, where a war between generals have plunged the country into chaos for six months. Um, the conflict has killed over 9,000 people. This according to a largely unestimated toll mm. and left millions displaced and refugees worsening the country's health crisis where more than a, a half of the inhabitants need aid. You know what I'm saying? They need humanitarian aid ASAP to survive, man. And this is according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, and UNICEF. Um, and they said that the number of families suffering from hunger has almost doubled over the past year. 700,000 children suffer from severe acute malnutrition and 100,000 children need life-saving treatment against acute malnutrition accompanied by medical complications. Um, they also went on to say that more than 20.3 million people or more than 42% of the country's population face high levels of acute food insecurity. Damn. And this is particularly true in areas where clashes rage. So in places like um, Darfur and Khartoum, and places like that, man. Very sad, man. Very sad. Um, last thing I wanted to mention is just citing a projection from Johns Hopkins University. The statement said at least 10,000 children under the age of five could die by the end of this year due to increased food insecurity and service disruptions that are essential since the start of the conflict in Sudan. But yeah, man. Hearts go out to those people there. Yeah, um, man. For real. Hopefully something happens, man. But yeah, that's it for the headlines. Time to pay the bills. Right, let's get into some word and road. Okay, very quickly for me today. So Megan the Stallion has got another win, man. So she's her situation, her settlement situation, lawsuit, all that stuff with her last label, uh, 1501. Is it 1501? I believe so. They're, they're gonna go by that now. But 1501 certified entertainment that's led by um Carl. Is it Rawford? Crawford, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Basically, she's ended that whole legal stuff, put behind her now, they're done. And they were mutually, they've mutually reached a confidential settlement to resolve their legal differences. So basically, they essentially, Megan took them to court because the deal they got her to sign was absolutely crazy. It was a deal she signed in 2018. And then she said how um, she didn't realise how crazy the deal was until she had new management, a new management deal with Rock Nation in 2019. And that's when, when she had real lawyers is when she realized what kind of foolishness they had to sign in back then. And how also they owed her money because the whole royalties thing, they weren't working that out properly. They were also spending money like recklessly. It was like a whole thing. So I'm glad that this is another thing that she can kind of put behind her and just, you know, be done with. And um, Carl did put a statement out and he said, um, both Megan both Megan and 1501 are pleased to put this matter behind them and move forward with the next chapter of the respective businesses. Um, and he said, you know, that he and his company wish Megan the very best in her life and career. So big up the, big up the stallion. Keeps getting wins. We love to see it. 
Someone, another person that's winning is Paige Keiki. She's engaged. So she proposed to her girlfriend. Well, now I guess fiance now. Um, I don't know when she did that. But her partner's name is Rihanna Linton. And she popped the question to her, posted on Instagram, and she said, she said yes. So congratulations to her. Congrats. Or to them, sorry. And also, so I've told you guys about Jeezy and Jeannie Mai breaking up. Well, not breaking up, but getting a divorce. He filed for divorce from her and all that stuff. They got cute, cute, cute little girl, Monaco, her name is. Well, he's finally put a statement out. So since all of that's happened, he hasn't put a statement out. She's, of course, just posted stuff and talk about me before because she got a new show with Mario Lopez. Lopez, sorry. Lopez. Lopez. Um, but yeah, he's, so I guess this is kind of like, this is his first statement since all of that stuff's been going on. He's just been out here promoting his book and whatnot. And he said, the decision to end this chapter in my life was not made impulsively and comes with a very heavy heart. Despite this, my love and respect for Jeannie remains and the time we spent together holds a cherished place in my heart. Our beautiful daughter is the best gift from our relationship and I'm committed to assuring she feels the love and stability she deserves. During this period, I kindly request that you respect our family's privacy as we focus on healing. It says JGZ Jenkins. So, love to him, love to Jeannie Mai and... Um, I feel like they're both very sensible people. Mm. So really and truly, their daughter's going to grow up in a loving home with good, two sensible co-parents. And I think when stuff like this happens, that's what's most important. Like people need to understand that someone might not be a good, like a good partner to you, but they're still a good parent. Like he might not have been a good husband, a good boyfriend or whatever, but he can still be a good father. She might not have been a good wife, a good girlfriend, but she can still be a good mother. So I'm, I love the fact that they they both said their daughter's well-being and, a, and their daughter feeling love from both of them is the most important thing. So that's very, very healthy. Um, Lupita yesterday announced that she and her boyfriend are broken up. Very sad. Very, I'm going to read her statement out. It was very touching, to say the least. She was going out with um, Salema Mas Masekela. Um, he does what he does. He's like great at what he does. He's talented in his industry. But yeah, so she posted on Instagram yesterday and she said, there are much more important things going on in the world right now and my thoughts are with those who are deeply suffering. At this moment, it is necessary for me to share a personal truth and publicly dis dissociate myself from someone I can no longer trust. Yeah. I find myself... I know, I know. I find myself in a season of heartbreak because of a love suddenly and devastatingly ex extinguished by deception... I am tempted to run into the shadows and hide, only to return to the light when I have regained my strength enough for me to say, whatever, my life is better this way. But I am reminded that the magnitude of the pain I am feeling is equal to the measure of my capacity for love. Mm, that's a word. Lupita, that's a word. And so I am choosing to face the pain, cultivating the courage to meet my life exactly as it is and trusting that this too shall pass. The promise, they say, is that a tender heart is what gives birth to fearlessness. I hope it's true. I share this to keep it 100 and hoping that the knowledge of my experience might, might be useful to someone else out there experiencing the grip of heartbreak who is poised to try and escape from the pain and miss out on the wisdom that comes from it. Hashtag breakup. Then she said, let's face our pain so we don't spread it. I love that. I feel that's such a good, deep breakup message. Mm. It looks so deep. If she's the one I break up with him, that must have been so poetic. How she would have broken up with him. I really like that, man. But love to Lupita, um, always. What a queen. What a queen. But yeah, man, that is all for me today. Oh, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. I literally just saw this on um, Twitter. Mm -hmm. 
legendary hip hop producer, the Forty Five King, has passed away, man. Damn. Oh yeah. my goodness. Age sixty-two. Influential, super influential in New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Got his name because you know he likes finding obscure. Yeah. Records. Forty fives. Huh? Sorry, one of my first. I don't know why I just cut you off. Continue. Sorry. No, no, no. No, no, continue. I was just saying, um, yeah, that's how you got his name. But yeah, man, he passed away yesterday. Um, for those who don't know, he's an old school producer. Worked with Queen Latifah, Eminem, Jay-Z. Done a lot of stuff, man. Everyone knows him. Everyone knows him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. Especially back in the day, man. Some legendary sounds, man. Yeah, one of my first sample packs was 45 King. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man. Is that the only picture that he's ever taken? It's, he's, he obviously doesn't take a lot of pictures. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I like, I, I rate that. Because all the pictures people have of him is just that. Love that for him. But R.I.P., man. Yeah. R.I.P. Okay, let's get into the People's Journal. Yeah, he drank water and mind his business. <laughs> okay, press the button. <laughs> this, this is how you mourn your goats. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so welcome to the People's Journal. I'll give you the news from an economics point of view. I don't have much to talk about today. Um, literally just two things, and they're pretty much related. And um, this is that government borrowing in September was lower than a lot of economists had expected, man. So, yeah, man, this was uh, £1.6 billion less than a year earlier. Mm-hmm. It's still the sixth highest borrowing in September, like, since monthly records began, i.e. since 1993. But it was still less than um, expected by economists and still less than a year earlier. Um, most economists, let me not say most, but economists had predicted borrowing would be um, 18.3 billion last month. Yeah. Government debt was running at nearly 2.6 trillion pounds, which is more than 2% higher than it was last year. So people kind of expected that it would be more. But Jeremy Hunt came out and he said that, look, we had to borrow loads like during the pandemic, you know what I'm saying, to protect lives and livelihoods. Um, but since the Putin invasion, had pushed up inflation and interest rates and stuff like this. This means that we spent twice as much on debt interest last year as we did the previous year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this type of thing is just obviously not sustainable. So, yeah, man, last week, Mr. Hunt said that the higher interest rates were likely to cost the UK an extra 20 billion to 13 billion per year. You know what I'm saying? He has all but ruled out um, near term tax cuts, saying the government needs to prioritize bringing down inflation. And that's also what Sunak was saying the other day as well, when he said the biggest tax that he's trying to get rid of is inflation. So yeah, man, um, that's basically that situation. But based on those comments, people are kind of predicting that his autumn statement will kind of focus, will be the focus of that will be basically about cracking down on, on what he calls public sector waste, you know what I'm saying? And focusing on tackling debt um, because of these um, official figures and stuff like this. So the, um, like I just mentioned, the ONS, which is the Office for sorry, National Statistics, said that public sector um, borrowing stood at 14.3 billion, which again was last was less than projected and less than what um, they spent last year, which was well 1.6 billion pounds less. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so uh, of course once that's released and everything, we'll we'll have to dive into that and see how that's going to affect us in a very real and practical way. But um, that's pretty much it. For now, to be fair. Very wow. short one today. Okay, well, let's get into our last headlines then. All right, Brent. There's in this first headline, if you don't mind clicking the um the link, I want you I want you to <laughs> to put this picture up for the people to see, yeah. And this is about Air Asia's boss. 
who goes by the name of Tony Fernandez, right? So he's drawn some criticism. Fernandez. Yeah, he's drawn some criticism after he posted a picture of himself getting a massage. Ooh, well, let's see that. <laughs> is it? Is yes, that yes, it is. All right, watch. If it's, if it's okay, right. <laughs> let's just not. So I he was miss. getting a massage, right, without his shirt, obviously, as you can see. Well, for those who listen to Spotify, you can type in Tony Fernandez. No, they can see the video. Go on your <laughs> That's Spotify right, app. For real. You can see the video of the foolishness oh, yes, that I'm seeing. I keep forgetting about that, you know. Yes. Um, We're ahead of the game. Yes, exactly. So he was attending a management meeting. He was getting a massage on Zoom. <laughs> he's on a team's meeting getting a massage. And that's what he's showing us with the massage. Insane, isn't it? Insane. I don't know if you guys are what I had like, I had like um, Joe Maganelli or whatever his name is in my head mm. when you said <laughs> for Fernandez. Oh, that's a sexy name. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah, you know. You look stressed. This is why it needs the massage, though. <laughs> So funny, yeah. This was posted on LinkedIn. Okay. Wow. <laughs> he posted on LinkedIn. Apparently, said, it's not. It's now. He deleted. said, "Get your man that can do both." Okay. <laughs> Talking business. Yeah, man. It's now deleted. But basically, apparently, the caption was a stressful week. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Fair in it. <laughs> Fair. People start using LinkedIn like it's Facebook, anyway. So you might as well. It doesn't stop there. He said, um, "You've got to love Indonesia." And Air Asia culture. I can have a massage and do a management meeting. Is he Indonesian? He's, he's, he's around there. <laughs> so he's studying this country. I think he's from Indonesia, yeah. Something like that, anyway. Saying, listen. Yeah, man. Um, free it, him, man. Don't fire him for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should have to quit for that. <laughs> but if you all picture it, right? Mm-hmm. You all have had two meetings before, right? Yeah. Just picture yourself being able to unwind like that mm. Mm. and do a first. And just imagine how that would feel. It would feel mm. exhilarating, wouldn't it? Get a massage when I'm in a meeting. The person that you or the people that you're having this meeting with, they'll be looking at you and you're just there. Like, oh, that's a good spot. Do that part again. <laughs> and, and nobody's locked off and you're still continuing. That would yeah, be a great first. Yeah, but if it was like a sex show, man, I'd be very real with you. Because mm. when you get massages, some people, some, there's massage etiquettes. Yeah. Some people don't know them. They're making all sorts of okay. sounds. Kind of like Monica from Friends. Yeah. I would just go they're with, act. he had his top off. That is improper. Yeah, but obviously <laughs> when they see your hands, when they see the hands. <laughs> Crazy. Free yeah, my man, man. He was just yeah. trying to, he, had a, he had a hard week. He did, man. He At did. least it was that kind of massage. You know what I'm saying? It's, this Could is true. a happy ending. This is true. But yeah, man, people were basically commenting saying, no, this is inappropriate and absurd. Said it's unprofessional. Somebody said he should be setting an example of good work ethics and culture not flaunting his body and privilege. Flaunting his what? His body (laughs) and privilege. I just had a great idea for another week. Ooh, a themed (laughs) week. Ooh. Wait, no, no, not let me sort of my drink not first. Topless, not topless. <laughs> and I was like, let me sort of my drink first. I don't know what you're gonna say. I don't want to choke. Just, just in like tank tops. Everyone Imagine him just in there delivering his facts with tank top. You mean the community? You mean and us? You, you'd have, you'd have your, your white beater on too. Obviously, that'd be wavy. Just is. Should have done it in summer. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, said, obviously, when summer comes around. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm down for that actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm single, I'm going to give you all a show. Always have the tank tops on here. <laughs> but yeah, man, people are just criticizing him. But 
most people just see him as Malaysia's answer to Richard Branson, man. He's 59 years old, super successful. He was educated at Epsilon College, one of Britain's top right. fee-paying schools. You know what I'm saying? He bought um, Air Asia um, from the Malaysian government, apparently for less than a dollar in 2001. Yes. Obviously, there must have been going under in it. And yeah. then obviously... But he's brought it back up. You know what I'm saying? So he's a, he's a, he's a serious guy, man. He's a serious yeah, guy. so it makes sense. I can see why he's having a hard week. Let the man have his, you know what I'm saying? his massage. Yeah, next headline. Um, big trigger warning here, guys. Police have recovered a woman's body from a river in Angus during a rare red weather warning in eastern Scotland. The 57-year-old was swept into the water of Lee in Glenesk as Storm Babbitt, or Babbitt, I don't know how to pronounce it, battered parts of the country. The storm is expected to bring extreme rain, wind, and flooding. Um, and obviously, this could be seen as a threat to life. In her case, it definitely was, man. Very sad news, man. Angus Council has issued a further plea for residents around Brechin to evacuate as some have refused to leave their homes. People think it's safe in their house, but I don't think they're um, really appreciating how powerful this particular storm is, man. And residents of more than 400 properties in the area have already been told to evacuate um, because what they're saying is they believe the river South Esk could burst its banks. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. again... Yeah, it's just crazy. The river's flood defences are designed to deal with levels of 3.8 um, metres, right? It's 12 and a half feet. But the water, they're saying, could reach five metres. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, people are being urged to leave, basically. So hopefully people, you know, take their advice and hopefully people's properties are not damaged too much or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, the First Minister, Hamza Yousaf, he, he was um, on Twitter and he basically tweeted and said, you know, such sad news, man. My thoughts are with the family, friends, and loved ones of the woman who has sadly lost her life. Very sad. Um, next headline is pretty much linked to that. And, and this is just to say that much of the UK is set for heavy rain and high winds because of this particular storm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This storm is going to be making, a w making its way across the country. And so people need to pretty much check, man, if there's any uh, weather warnings where you are and to see what time the worst um, of the weather is expected to hit. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So please do your due diligence, people. And hopefully, um, keep yourself safe, man. Absolutely. And that's pretty much it for the headlines. It's time to pay the bills. Thank you. Let's get into my favourite segment, the reaction. Who's got, yeah, yeah. That looks so weird. Why, why is it called fixtures? Exercise. <laughs> and then games have been fixed. No. That, that means something else, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. Okay, well, this is what's coming to your to the nearest TV um, station near you. So on Saturday, we've got some games. We've got Liverton um, versus Everton. Did, and did you join them together? <laughs> Liverton, <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> I was thinking the silence a bit, definitely. Uh, Liverpool, my bad. Liverpool versus Everton. Um, that's 12.30 on Saturday. Bournemouth and Wolverhampton, Wanderer. Yeah, yeah. Wanderers. That sounds like a French word. Uh, you've got Brentford and Burnley. You've got Manchester City with playing against Brighton and Hove. Albion. Mm -hmm. You got Newcastle United and playing against Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, Luton Town, Chelsea and Arsenal, Sheffield United and Manchester United. Well, all the teams that these boys in here, these men in here support. So Gina's gonna be a long Monday for us. That's what <laughs> I hear from this. And on Sunday we've got Aston Villa and West Ham United. Yeah, yeah. They can't be that lit if they didn't want to play on Sunday. If they didn't want what? They didn't want to play on Sunday. Sometimes Sunday is the big games, you know. Is it? But yeah, but I don't hear much about Aston Villa. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with them. To be fair. Yeah. Well, 
Well, yeah, that's what you got coming up this weekend. So stay tuned, stay ready, and um, hope your team your teams win. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing is I think the other day we spoke about Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who's proposing to buy um, Manchester United, well at least twenty five percent of it, and basically he said. That's part of the £1.3 billion deal for a quarter of the Premier League club. Ratcliffe's deal for a minority stake would give him control of football operations at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. And he's also proposing that uh, Man United have a new football committee, which comprises of him, um, Joel Glazer, and Sir David Brailsford, right? Um, so yeah, the deal's still being finalised, but whatever happens, United are unlikely to be big spenders in the January transfer window. This is according to reports. Um, people like um, Olegona Solskjaer, who was a legendary, what is he, the greatest substitute of all time, right? Yeah. This guy who just come on and just just destroyed other teams, like, hopes. Love you, Last right minute. Now. But anyway, this guy, he was also a manager as well, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he came, he, yeah, he came back um, for United and managed them for a bit. But anyway, he came out in the interview and said that um, Glazers usually allow their managers free big signings for a year. And United generally prefer, prefer to do so. Um, well, at least buy their bulk of their players in the summer. So this is why they're pretty much not expecting them to really do anything in January. But we'll see. Um, next thing I wanted to mention is, remember, again, big fight I was really looking forward to tomorrow. It's been cancelled, Joshua Boatsi and Dan Aziz. But like I said, the rest of the card is going to be going ahead and that's going to be at York Hall. And so the main event, Mikhail Lawal and Isaac Chamberlain, they're going to be fighting. And yeah, man, it seems like there's a lot of bad blood between these guys, man. Um, Lawal's obviously saying, look, listen, I'm going to sort this guy out. You know what I mean? He's not on my level, this, that, and the third. But Lawal hasn't really had the fights that Chamberlain's had. Chamberlain's had more bigger fights. Granted, he has lost those bigger fights, but he, at least he's got the experience at that level. You know what I'm saying? But this is going to be a real good domestic fight, man. And both of them are saying they can knock each other out, man. Chamberlain's saying, listen, I'm going to knock you out. It's going to be big. Finally, all of this comes to a close on Saturday. And I'm going to be crowned the new British and Commonwealth Cruiserweight champion. So again, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with that fight. And the last thing I want to mention is just that Lewis Hamilton has accused the FIA of poor communication following their review into his conduct at the Qatar Grand Prix. Grand Prix, um, But admits that he was wrong to walk across a live track. You know what I'm saying? Because of that, he was initially handed a 50,000 um, fine, 50,000 euro fine half of which is suspended for the rest of um, the season for crossing the track while this race was still going ahead, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, but he came out also to pretty much say that, look, there was just an issue of miscommunication. He was upset about them um, doing something, and they were upset about him doing something. But it seems like they've kind of buried Hatchet, and everyone's cool again. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it, you know. There ain't much else to talk. Oh, what am I talking about? I think Haney and Prograis is this week. <gasps> no way. I think it is. Shut the front door. Yeah, this is going to be a big fight, man. Big okay. fight. So Haney, basically... Take your word for it. He was um, <laughs> undisputed. <laughs> he was undisputed at... Um, uh, what do you call it? At 135. Mm-hmm. He's moved out now to 140. It's going to be his first fight at 140. And Regis Progress is... Like a... Uh, what's the word? When you're just basically... You're, you're super comfortable at 140. That's, that's your main division. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Champion... I think we just progress only lost one fight, and I think that was to um, what's the guy? Um, oh, why have I forgot his name? Oh, the white guy, man, who beat um, uh, who beat um, oh my gosh, someone's definitely gonna say it in the chat. But the guy who unified the, the whole bloody division, man, 
and he lost to Teofimo Lopez the other day. Anyway, um, yeah, long story short, uh, Progres is a serious boxer. You know what I'm saying? His last performance wasn't good. People definitely thinking like um, um, he's kind of on his way out type thing. I don't see him as on his way out, to be fair. He's definitely top three at 140. But for some reason, I feel like Haney's going to get the job done, man. You know what I'm saying? He's just come from a division that he's totally um, reigned supreme at. And he's going up to 140. And what I like about this is that at least he's not fighting a bum. He's fighting a bona fide 140 dangerous fighter. He's got skill. He's got punch and power. And yeah, man, it's going to be it's going to be a good um, fight. I do think Haney's going to win it. But it should definitely be a good fight. And I'm pretty sure it's this weekend. I feel like it's this weekend. I hope I'm not wrong. But anyway. Someone said it's in December. Is it? Progre and Haney? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Okay. Just say, because the person for reminding just, me, The person has been helpful, yeah, but... It just like they just burst your bubble because you did all of that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I was starting to look forward to it, you know. But thank you, thank you for reminding me, man. Thank you for reminding me. Maybe it's because I I was recently watching their um their back and forth and, and mm. you know what I'm saying, all that type of stuff. Yeah, but thank you for letting the people know, man. So yeah, I guess this weekend the only fights really is, is the undercard for um the Dan Aziz and, and Boatsy fight. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the reaction. Thank you very much. Let's get into our outro then. All right, guys, thank you for tuning into the show. We really, really appreciate it. But please, 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 sorry, my words wrong. Like the video, subscribe to the channel as well. I see the subscription growing and I love that for us. But if you could please be intentional about subscribing to the channel, it really helps us in ways that is too long to start to explain. Uh, big up our researchers as well. We appreciate you being part of our team. And of course, the moderators as well, always running people to like the video and looking out for bad vibes. But we don't get much of these of those these days, so that's fantastic. Um, what else is there? Oh, uh, just so you all know, Ace Boogie is actually incarcerated. Is he really? I thought I was joking. No, 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 he is. Has he always been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, he's not, he's not always been, obviously. But um, oh. he came by a mark, isn't it? Oh, so Achilles Central. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free Ace. Excuse me, you don't know show. what he did. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah still, What did man. he do? <laughs> what did you bring? <laughs> you didn't care. <laughs> I don't see another black so man funny. now, man. You know, it's so funny because <laughs> I thought he was joking in it. So I just thought, well, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but if I see people in the chat doing free, I'm going to have to speak to the moderators like, hello. We're going to laugh such like, because we don't know what people did. But sometimes but people deserve to be in jail. He's not glorifying why he's in jail. He's just... Yeah, he just said, oh, big up Ace, man. I didn't know that was his um, yeah, situation. Yeah, he said he put some of his pen mates... Onto us too. Oh, sick. But they listen silently. Sick. That's yeah. true, because we don't know them. Yeah, yeah, we don't. But oh, big up Ace, though. We appreciate you all, too. I honest. did not know that. Oh, yeah, babes. Big up Ace, man. Sending you love, and hope you're out soon. Yeah, man. Mm. Catch it. Oh, it's not. Oh, well. Big That's up it. Ace, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ace every time, man. Maybe out by the TV live show, I guess. <laughs> I guess that. Well, big up Ace, man. Big up Ace, big up his boys, all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Live show, come do security and that. You get me? Okay. <laughs> With Kevin, eh? And Kevin, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to fair, not, nobody is disrupting that show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, if you guys, up, um, please, please follow us on our social media platforms as well. We have been putting up so many clips. Please, please, please. Share them, especially, well, all of them, obviously, but the ones with the guests as well. Let the guests know that you appreciated the conversations and them coming down and stuff like that so that other people will come on and whatnot. I mean, yeah. Uh, follow us on our social media platforms. 
yeah, the day after TNB. Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. And you can send your dilemmas in to 075-6484-1073. Also the number to call when we're live on air. Big up today's caller, our first time caller, babe. Mm-hmm. Big up son to eat with his hands. That's great, but I will say try the spoon. <laughs> Free yourself, sis, and try the spoon. <laughs> and if you would like to inquire about the show or feature on the show, our email address is the day after at thenewblack.com. Don't forget Gina's event on mm, Sunday yeah, Beats mm. and Bands Support. she is bringing litness with fitness so see you guys there we're obviously going to be there yeah make mm-hmm. yourself known please come and yes chat. please make yourself known mm-hmm. um, let us know that you're there and it's going to be a great honestly a great event and we're not just saying that because it's Gina like the lineup is like lit yeah. very very lit so I'm really looking forward to that so go and mm-hmm. get tickets literally just a, f- a handful of tickets left so go and get tickets don't carry last I don't want to yes. say anything on, on the chat on Monday you know but I should have gone. Oh, I wish I didn't. I, uh, exactly. I want to hear none of that. Be there. Mm-hmm. Get your glutes ready. <laughs> oh, can I say one last thing? We got a good guest on Monday. Okay. For we those who know about African history, Oof. the liberation struggle. Okay. This is gonna be a good one. It's Doctor Umar, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Monday. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, man. So yeah. Be fun. Okay, well. Give me something else, man. Give me something else. About what? About the guest. Give me something else about the guest. Well, another clue. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, built yeah, a yeah. black school. <laughs> did he? <laughs> <laughs> when did you ever take me seriously? Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. I'll, I'll give a clue. He's um. He's the son of. This is what I'm winning. Okay. Yeah. Good. He he's the son of a revolutionary. Pan African mm. leader. Mm. I've mentioned oh, him okay. on the show before. You know what I'm saying? This guy is a hero of mine mm. and 100% like, I'm super excited to have him on the show. Mm. So, again, if you people are, are like serious again about knowing, just even just knowing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. About uh, that, that struggle for independence, right? Again, don't miss it. Was he a leader of a country? He, what, as in his father, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, this is it. Don't just say leader because he could have just been a, a guy that they've, the the community has as as yeah. put on a platform. But he was a leader of a country. Yeah. God damn. See, Re- Rebecca, big up Rebecca because Rebecca was the one, the facilitator. Oh, she was the plug. Okay. She was the facilitator. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> Rebecca, we're not gonna give it away. We're not gonna give it away. But we'll give another clue. You know, this is delayed. So you better hope she ain't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time your voice lands. On the other side. Yeah, man. He's, he's a son of um, a legend. A legend. That's sick. Yeah, man. So please, tune in. Um, and yeah, you don't want to miss it. Okay. All right. Well, Monday then. There's a lot. Mars going on back Monday. Mars will be back on Monday. Yeah, he's going to enjoy that conversation. There's a yes. lot to discuss. I think Monday's going to be a, a shirt, an yeah. iconic shirt. Yeah. 100%. One for the books. Yes, 100%. So. Oh, sorry. Last thing as well. Can I big up Mel as well? Of course you can big up Mel. Mel for my baker. You know yes, saying? my baker Mel. I've been giving a cupcake. I've been giving the um the lotus cupcakes. Well, well and well again. We're going to be getting something. What? Oh, what? Mel. Mel Vantalin. Zambia's independence. <laughs> so Zam Zam. <laughs> 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 figure a way to get bread on <laughs> we can't okay <laughs> so yeah man um yeah zambia's independence sick yeah so we're gonna get some so, huh? yeah 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 
why did I think? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Well, yeah, big man. up, Mel. So we won't just be showing you something on the screen <laughs> in the Googles. We're going to be eating, goddammit. But <laughs> so yeah, yeah, big man. up my, big my up baker. Mel, man. She really supports she does, TDA, man. man. She really does. She watches live. I know how she Then beats. listens again on Spotify oh. in the evening. I'm telling you. She was, and then she came, and when she came on the show, she blessed me with so much cakes. I'm telling you. I'm telling I've you. I've literally been thinking about her cakes. We really recently. appreciate it for real. Love that. Can't wait for TMB to, to be established because oh, you wouldn't no. necessarily have to listen to TDA twice. Oh, no. You just listen to the other shows yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the so day. So she'll have an entire week. Possession. Exactly. Exactly. We're gonna keep it occupied. Hundred yeah. percent, man. So Love again, that. it's coming soon, man. God willing. Amen to that. Amen. Keep an eye out. We keep telling people we're not joking about the place. We're actually. We're not joking. So keep an eye out. This is why it's important to follow us. The day after TMB, this is why it's important to follow the new black on Instagram as well. That's B-L-X-C-K. Yep. This is why it's important as well to follow the new black community on Twitter. Mm-hmm. X, if you're fancy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really important because this is where we're going to be dropping. I feel like that's where we're going to drop things before we come on, announce stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we appreciate the community. I feel like when we meet people, people can see that we appreciate the community we're building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our community is going to get first dibs yep. on tea. I mean, no, we know you all like tea. Mm. <laughs> you all keep proving that day <laughs> after week after week. But yeah, man. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in, honestly, all the time. So big up everybody that's listening. Sorry, can I say one more thing? Of course. All right. So again, someone in the chat said, ah, oh, it's the Ghanaian president's son, isn't it? Again, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand, I understand, I understand why you think that. But yeah, I just want to add a bit more <laughs> spice to it. He's the son of a revolutionary, not just a regular president. Mm. He changed things. Mm. He's forever a legend in every Pan-African circle. Mm. You've seen pictures everywhere. Mm. I'm not just talking for the sake of talking. Mm. This is a real, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm excited about this interview. You know what I'm saying? If I give one more clue, I'll give it away too much. But yeah, 100%, you're not going to want to miss it. So yeah, once again, big up Rebecca for, for facilitating. All the confetti's for Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they come out the side of the screen. Wow, okay. Fancy. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, guys, we appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and see you Monday. All I'll say is big up the people of Bikina Faso. Why? Don't worry. 